this uh, this one year, my father had his shop, and he decided for whatever reason that he wanted a new wall on the front of his shop. So he just completely tore yeah. the wall down, and my brother and I had to dig a six foot hole. <laughs> We for were the mixing foundation, the, for yeah, the foundation. Right. We were mixing the concrete by hand. We were building this wall for a year and a half. Every day after school, we were coming, mixing concrete, putting it in the hole, doing it. And it was just myself and my little brother. And I remember standing back, looking at that wall, saying, there's going to be a hole here forever. A year and a half later, we laid the, the final brick. Yeah. And my father stood back. And he looked at me and my brother and said, said now, don't y'all never tell me that you can't do, do something. And walked into the shop. And I learned very young, you, you don't try to build a wall. You don't set out to build a wall. You don't say, I'm going to build the biggest, baddest, greatest wall that's ever been built. You don't start there. You say, I'm going to lay this brick yeah. as perfectly as a brick can be laid. There will not be one brick on the face of the earth that's going to be laid better than this brick that I'm going to lay in this next 10 minutes. Yeah. And you do that every single day. And soon you have a and wall. And soon you have a wall. wall. Yeah. And I think psychologically, the advantage that that, that gives me over, over a lot of people that I I'm, have been in competition with in different situations is it's difficult to take the first step when you look how big yeah, exactly. the, the task is. The task is never huge to me. It's always yeah, one brick. One goal, one thing, one move, and that shit don't change. Sir, real niggas do real fucking things. Real niggas do. There's only one goal, one thing, one move, and that shit don't change. And sir, real niggas do real fucking things. Alright, I'ma keep it general just like the army. Most real niggas know most niggas phony. Your shadow got your back, huh? Just like your homie. That's why shady niggas will harm thee. Just act Caesar. Brutus got him and caught him before his last breather. If they don't make you believe us, then you'll learn. Honesty is a quality that will burn, but it's cool. And trust is a quality you will earn. You a fool if you take you learn. Imitating imitation and they calling it cool I know a little bit, but go ahead and call me a fool Why you sprinkle sugar on shit and you calling it food See, I'm just trying to groove And you standing on the wall with your hands on your balls Making crab claws move Trying to bonk at a dog, but I don't bonk I just fall back till you think you winning But you lost in the beginning Ay. One goal, one thing one move and that shit don't change a sir. Real niggas do real fucking things. Real niggas do. I want to one of your invite to Clubhouse, but I, sometimes it doesn't need voices. But it's one of your Yeah. But also, more you better use it, like, you don't be laid out. Another social media platform. This one different. That one today was, uh, it was called, I guess it was a different one, called Raising Mondays, a bunch of local people. Uh, a bunch of local people, but uh, they had DH Jason Williams in the chat today, kind of talking to at least 50 something people um, from New Orleans. Were this is really him? No, not necessarily. This legitimately reminds me of when Facebook first came out. How it's like only certain people was on, you got that college fucking email. Yeah, 
No poor folk allowed. No, the droid. Droid. It's <laughs> not. Droid. 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 Niggas used to be hating on that shit, but like, man, fuck y'all. Like, it's a good-ass phone. Some of the cameras are better. Yeah. You know, it's a matter of preference. No, they... Cell phones are subjective. I had an it's iPhone subjective. since the first iPhone, bro. Like, I was like, iPhone. I, I didn't get an iPhone until, like, I think the iPhone 7. After that, I was team drunk shit. Yeah, it, it heavily is reminding me how when, when Facebook first came out. Because I feel like Twitter always felt like the Wild Wild West. It just seemed like... Not that many people were on Twitter for a while. And you remember, I remember because I was on Twitter like since I think '09. You know what I'm saying? And at one point, like how I'm on Facebook is how I was on Twitter. I was on Twitter hard, but like at that time, Facebook still was like king, or maybe even my not MySpace. Some else was around. But yeah, son. But that's another thing too. Black the Planet College Club. Nope, because the thing is, Facebook and Twitter popped after those things kind of fizzled. Like the Black yeah. Planet, mm-hmm. the the high school club was turned into a college club. So what was the thing? Was it MySpace? It might have been the tail end of MySpace. It you was know what I'm saying? Might have been the tail end. It was the it was a tail end because MySpace was still a thing like oh five oh six. It just takes a so. minute for things to get into the like the zeitgeist like that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Well, this one is seen exclusive because it's still in beta phases. So, and like, people so love the exclusive mm-hmm. shit. Too, actually, it was uh, I read an article that said it's, it's, it's worth this much or just estimated worth this much right now. But when it becomes wide open. The word is probably go down. People love the exclusivity. Yeah. Especially, I was on Instagram when it was just an iPhone app. Yeah. Somebody told him to, uh, to me like that, like it's only for iPhone users. I was like, shit. Yep. Let me connect with the rest of my fellow iPhone users. You know what we should do? We should all buy some stock in this company now. If they let you. If they let I'll tell you. Because yeah, it might not have gone public yet. Yeah, that's the other side of it. Well, I would. Kevin kind of Hart, I think, is one of, the, um, one of the big investors. He definitely. Uh, um, I see. He definitely like tweets about it all. Mm. So, it's been a thing like these past couple of weeks. I just see you know somebody talk about oh, this clubhouse is interesting. Huh? Yeah, I'm on clubhouse since May. Um, so since May, okay, because mm-hmm. I want to say I started hearing about it. What, what month? When? When? December? I want to say October. Might be my, my first rumblings of hearing people talk about it. Okay. So it's not that far off if they started it in May. That's still still new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, dude, and for a social media app, because like I said, I, I I give almost every social media app a shot. I'm not one of those people that be like, right, I like social media if it caters to my interests. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, eat, cause like, I like both of you. Cause like, you know, Facebook is fun to a degree. I could talk my shit. Twitter, I got. It's almost like when I got heavy back on Facebook, it's like trying to get reacclimated to Twitter. Cause it's almost like you have to also build an audience. Mm-hmm. A whole from scratch again. You know what I mean? On every social media thing you yeah, get on, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Everybody ain't gonna follow you necessarily. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like when you go to Facebook, when you go to Twitter, when you go to Instagram, when you go to Snapchat, that's what Clubhouse. me from like getting new social media because it's like I don't have to go through the rigmarole of like rebuilding my following. And that's the know? frustrating thing when you start something like a brand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because not all of your friends <laughs> follow your it. brand. Right. And it's almost like, damn, I got. 10,000 friends, but I got like 1,000 people following right, this brand, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's really a fucking grind. You hear me? One thing I do like about Clubhouse is that um, 
Well, like podcast is you listening. This actually makes it interactive. You could you raise your hand and actually join in on the conversation, you know, um, or just be a part of the audience, which a lot of people like to do either with podcasts or with that app. So yeah, um, I prefer that. Like, I like listening to conversations, but like oftentimes I want to interject something. And then in all the rooms I've been in today, and I just joined today by the way, but I, I do happen to love it. Mm-hmm. Um, the moderators were all good at it, and like. They were able to uh, not have everybody talking all at once, um, and even to like uh, just make everybody feel like they're part of the conversation. I I interjected in one of the conversations about um about the twerking at brunch, and then like I thought I I said I made a point, made a joke, and then like five speakers later they still like yeah, and, and then you know just like DC was saying, I'm like damn, I'm actually part of the conversation now. And they, they just, How much time I wonder does is it taken from you as a moderator in one of these rooms? Well, I'm new to it. Some people have been on the app for a while, so they kind of have uh, figured out the, the the gist of things, you know, like... Because um, at the point, I'll probably start one, be interactive, and be like, okay, I'm out, y'all. Well, yeah, it's more of a moderator. One of the dudes was uh, doing his work-from-home thing, so he had to put his thing on mute and answer the phone for his job, and other yeah. people still moderate the conversation. The thing that was in the day was clearly a, a every Monday thing that had been happening for a while. So you can get to a point where you have a, a, a show or a room that happens every every Monday at this time. Yeah. And people who know to look for it. You can set a, a calendar alert to, to join certain conversations in here. Shit, um, that'd be, that, and that's something, um, people gonna start incorporating that into their podcast too. Imagine if you did a live on your yeah, clubhouse yeah, while you're doing your podcast. At all. You know what I'm saying? I, and then, I feel like that's how I would prefer to That's podcast. where we're coming. Then if people want to chime in, like, oh, somebody just chimed in on our clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Hey, what you saying live on it? Da, 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 da. Yeah, like, oh, this is what you exactly. say. Boop, 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 boop. It's almost like a new calling uh-huh, without exactly. having a phone. Right, it's yeah. some it's internet. It's kind of mixing podcasts oh, yeah. and radio. You know, I don't know what the uh, laws are with playing music. Oh, y'all bitches gonna bite me because if I get on clubhouse, that's what's going down. I'm, I'm, I'll have every time we do the fly with bats for the most part, we yeah, have some people if they want to come yeah. in. It's like, if y'all got something to say, we're running but, it. But again, Clubhouse is uh super exclusive, yeah. You know, like, which would be even better because the people who talk it probably actually have something to say, yeah. But the people who listen to your podcast probably don't have Clubhouse, and you got to go through the process of finding oh, somebody. No, 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 but them. even what I'm saying is even better still that can get you new people. Because whoever's on Clubhouse, if they decide they want to enter your room and they like what you're talking about, you know what I'm saying, uh, they might decide they want to start following your podcast and actuality. You know right, what I mean? Because right. the people that's already listening, they're yeah, already listening. So I feel like I feel like there's there's some people who who figured that out already. Like you know what, I'm a I'm a the podcast I was already doing. Let me make it a weekly Clubhouse thing and make it interactive. Now that, that's yeah. genius. And that's yeah, yeah that's, that that is that's the move. I've really enjoyed the, the the rooms I've been in, the silly ones, the conversational ones. Um, you know, it connects to I connected mine to my Facebook, or oh, I'm sorry, my Twitter and my and my Instagram, but it also connects my uh, contacts to my phone. So everybody on my phone who's on it, I'm following you immediately. Yeah. You know, um, and the more people you follow, just like those apps, you see like, oh, this person joined this room, or this person has friends who are in this room. So now, what's called the hallway is like a timeline. You see the hallway with all the different conversations happening. Um, and I wanted I want to join in all of them, even the ones that wasn't interested in. Like, let me just listen in just for the voices, for the you know. And I, I think, and I say, I just keep, I'm just listening, I'm just thinking about on the podcast. And I could imagine they got they got people that you know don't listen to the podcast that we cool with, but they might be like, well, it's not. It's like some people like this. There's a lot of times where I already know just in general human nature, motherfucker. Like if I if they would want to support, but the time that we all have is the time that we spend. And you getting your routines and shit. You feel me? So if you, it's hard to put something new in your routine. If your social media, like something like Clubhouse, call your routine, and you can, you have the opt to be like, oh, it's live. I could jump in or jump out how I feel. Mm-hmm. 
you have people that will like like how we learned like how we notice on the video. They got some people who normally listen to our podcast, but they watch all our videos. Mm-hmm. People imagine be like, I watch all the videos. When the videos coming, they gonna have an audience that's just in the clubhouse around. There's like they might not even <laughs> watch that else, but I'm here every week, bitch. Mm-hmm. To listen to y'all run it. Send you an invite so you can start now because when it when it comes out of the beta testing page and it's wide open, then it will be a good thing for you. Yeah, man. Come on, it's or interesting where fucking um so well, dog. And these so you apps. On and you send him an invitation, and then you get on. You send Joseph. And it's just all around, man. Yeah. These these fucking apps, dog. That's all I gotta say. These fucking apps, man. What's up, man? Hi. I need. Jay Steele's here, guys. You hear me? I, if you could hear her. Yeah. yeah, that's just how I talk. I'm sorry. Hi, guys. There we go. Get to put some bass in that voice. We're in this bitch now. All that. Welcome to the Flower Bass Podcast. Ooh. Episodes. Damn, Joe, you're not here. Joe, the one who keeps up with this shit. Now we don't know where we are. Now. Episode 111? I think so. Maybe. Oh, we 111? Possibly. Yeah, we 111. Episode 111. It's that actor guy, Martin Bass Brass. But you can find me on all your social media podcasts at... Martin Bats Bradford on the Googs and on the Facebook, but everywhere else at Mr. Bats. Spell it, Mr. Hunter, you're going to find another cat, and as always, I'm here with my brothers. Bonjour, it's your boy D-Mac, Instagram, French Bread Kid, and shout out to your dig brand, I be the boss of that thing. And, um, yeah, I'm present and accounted for, thank you. You said bonjour, you made me laugh, dog. At the school that I teach at, it's, it's one of those, like, I don't know, like, Advanced schools or whatever, Montessori school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so the motherfucking teachers just be, be they be trying to force me to talk French to them and shit, but I don't know none of the words. So she, she, just, I'm hey, I am now. She's like she, she's hard up. She be like, how you doing? Oh, what, 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 bonjour. Da, 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 da. Then she, then she be like, somebody, she do all that. I'm like. And I don't even know what to say. I took Spanish. So I don't even know what to say. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I think French is such a sexy language. Too, like, it, it is easy. so it sexy. Is. Yeah. It's very sexy. Like, if you can speak it, it's like, that's just player. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Jean Mapel, DC Paul, in this bitch. There we go. In this bitch, Jean Mapel. Greetings of DC Paul, the Millennial Arsenio Still. Uh, you can find me at whoisdcpaul.com and whoisdcpaul on all social media platforms. I don't like the way you just threw that away, my nigga, about who is the... Like, that's not a big deal that you have your own .com, bitch. He just, he just that bitch on yeah, the man, you know about me, you know, who is DC... No, who is DCPaul.com, nigga? Right. That's right. Yes. It still exists. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. It's a website. Who else in this thing, man? What's up, bitch? It's Jay Steele. <laughs> I like that. I said that. I like that. Hi, it's Jay Steele. I do a bunch of stuff, and I'm on Instagram at imjsteele underscore. What's well, yeah? What's well, yeah? Hello. So uh, our partner Alpha Joe is out vacationing. Mm-hmm. He's 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 uh, what, what's the word I want to use? Um, frolicking about. That's I like that frolicking that through the states. Gallivanting. Gallivanting. Yeah, I like that one. Gallivanting mm-hmm. through the states. I don't want to say that. You might get in trouble. Oh, I think his girlfriend is in this podcast. Edit. <laughs> he get the clap. But shouts out to Elpa Joe 504, man. Follow him, man. That's the homie. Yeah. But um, yeah, y'all, uh, before we get into everything, though, we got to pull out that scroll. Yeah. Yeah. The scrolls that we shout out the podcast and people that we rock with and most importantly, that rock with us. Plus, it's the Your 30 podcast with the Arrogant Observer, Lawrence J. Rubber Jr., and now my dog, Marty Edwards, 504. Mm-hmm. 
the reviewing that show with my dumb, you know, you can find it on FB, Marty Edwards and Jay Steele and me, and Acting While Black with me and L Dub. On the Lake Podcast. On the Lake. The Misses in the Mic Podcast. Sugar Sass and Sarcasm Podcast. The 50420 Podcast. The Nerd Shit Podcast. The Peanut Gallery Podcast. The Danny Rant Podcast. Apparently he dropped a new episode. Oh, great. Like the first time in years. Yeah, so I guess I'll shout him out against as he's recording, I guess. All right. The Living Millennial Podcast. Mm-hmm. We are living. Hey. Millennial. The Self-Aware Millennial Podcast mm-hmm. and the Home Video Hustle, Home Video Hustle Podcast. Shouts out to all of y'all. Go check them out. Go subscribe to them. Yeah. Did I say the 50420? I did. Yeah, go subscribe to them, man. You know, that's our peoples. Uh, before we get into everything, I got to let y'all know what the agenda is, man. Today, man, we're going to start things off with that starter section. Starter section where I find some things that's on the internet, that's in the news, all the hot topics and such. And we talk about it, we rap about it, and we like to keep it a little light in the starter section, sometimes. After the starter section, we're going to get into that Bats Nerd Out Moment. I think it's kind of self-explanatory at this point. After that, we're going to end us off. We don't have no sports. We're going to talk a little sports early on, but Joe ain't here, and that's his, you know, Joe sports segment. So instead, we're going to end it off with that no, huh? Bitch, I know you lying. Well, we didn't know talk about things going on out here in these otherworldly streets, you know, crazy shit that's not New Orleans. Yeah. You know, the things that y'all deal with. Then we getting out this motherfucker, you heard me? Say happy holidays and all that stuff. So without any more adwoise. That's not French. It's French here. That's what we get on. I forgot that the original word for that is French. We said this every episode. Without any more adwoise. <laughs> That is a running joke somewhere. Somebody <laughs> that listens to this is like, why are they saying that? I said like that purposely. I want to fuck with people, but I, I forgot that the word of fuck. It's a do. I'm supposed to be saying for further ado. Yeah, but there's a real word but called a dwa? Dwa is water. Which have the lowest water. Dwa is, is not water. I'm, I, please, I'm, I was hoping I wasn't saying a real word. Yeah, I mean, it, it might be something, but it don't make sense. Good. <laughs> but what if it did? What if you found it like without any more water? You heard me? Any more of that, that slickity slick, that slurpity slurp? <laughs> without any more dwa's, man. We're going to that starter section, y'all. Lying about how much you had made, rumors and shit that you handmade. Would you buy this if I sold that? Hey, what the hell is my soul at? The American need for American green is America's greed. That's the American dream. Black America too busy chasing white American dreams. But we sleep, so let's everybody eat then repeat. Where the fuck the cheese? Where the mozzarella at? Tell me where it be. Yeah, I'm a fiend. Sex, money, greed. Give me what I need. Where the fuck the cheese? Where the mozzarella at? Tell me where it be. So first up in the starter section, man. What's what's going on, bro? What are we mad about today? <laughs> I was gonna start with one thing, but I'm gonna start with something else since, since DC already, uh, you know, buried the lead earlier. Uh, this black restaurant just went viral for <laughs> a, a, twer- a brunch and twerk. Yeah, yeah, y'all. 
Somebody tell me the story. What did y'all What did y'all think about that? Now, hey, somebody, I, what's the story, y'all? Because I, I found it on y'all's story. shit, and okay. I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about this. So, uh, who's going to tell the story? As, as I've only know. heard bits and pieces. Oh, I, 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 I saw the videos. I know everything. I saw the videos. I know everything. Let's get into the story before we get into the opinions. Let us know, Jay Still. We went down. So, what had happened was, like... There's this restaurant in Dallas called True Kitchen and Cocktails. Um, mm-hmm. They spell cocktails with a K. Yes, with a K. Cock. Charms. Charms. You know, fancy. That's what we do. You know? Yeah. Oh, nice. I mean, when he was oh, yelling okay. at me on the video, oh, I caught that. that. But I'm sorry. Yeah. Continue. Um, it's called Continue. True Kitchen I'm sorry. and Cocktails, cocktails with, with a K. K. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um... So, the way the story was first released before I got all parts of it was that this video came out. It was like a, what, two-minute video of some very angry, bald-headed motherfucker yelling at people. Not, you know, just in general. Like, like it reminded me, somebody said, uh, shit, what was that movie with Medea with Cicely Tyson was in it? She gave, like, this big heart warming. Did anybody know? It's like the one Medea movie I ever saw. I feel like I've never seen any movie. I think Medea movies like the Dragon Balls and shit, so I think everyone probably got, like, one, and you got to bring them together okay, to make the wish come That's true. That's besides the point. Let me, let me stay on the fucking track. Anyway, so... Uh, the guy comes up and he starts, uh, he, he gives like a motherfucker, almost like a, like a, like a speech, like, he gives I a this. Y'all to, yeah, yeah, please. I invested a lot of money into buying this building, into developing this concept, so black people can have somewhere nice to go to, okay? Somewhere we can feel good about ourselves and say, good luck, stop the music, please. Somewhere black people can feel good about ourselves and they culture, okay? Yeah. No, no, real talk. And so all this talking and shit, take it to the take it to the don't bring it here because we're a restaurant. And so beyond that, 75% of my customers are ladies. And I'm on being to show respect for themselves for how they carry themselves here. So how can I tell the men to respect themselves? And you guys are talking on glass here. If you want to do it, you can fuck out my restaurant. Because I get it for our people and I get it for our culture. So don't do it, don't do it again. I don't want to hear it. If you don't like that, get out because I don't need your money. I need to provide something for my people. And don't do it again. Thank you. You're welcome. You motherfucking. You motherfucking. I, I, I just want to put out that that's a short sleeve turtleneck you got on. Right. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was a flipped up collar. It was giving me like early two thousands vibes. That yeah, wasn't a but it was. A, it was a. It was a long. It was collar. a lot. It was giving me like Russell Simmons. I thought like, that was a bronze turtleneck that he anyway. cut the sleeves off. Go ahead. I about to say cut the sleeves off. I was like, but what they really sell it? But continue. I'm sorry. I don't know about that. Um. <laughs> so anyway, what we just witnessed was some hot nigga mess. Um. Basically. He got upset because apparently there was a group of women who were twerking and he wanted to make it clear that this is not that type of establishment and I need for y'all to stop twerking around the eggs and the waffles and behave in a civilized manner. Even if throw that ass in a circle is playing from DJ Daquan, you cannot throw that ass in a circle. So he got mad. Mm -hmm. So that was the way it was presented. And, like, I got offended because it's like, I right, you're mad. You, like, heated and shit. I understand. Like, you having your whole little moment. That's cute. But the whole thing about how you expect men to respect, how you expect me to tell men to respect y'all if y'all not respecting yourselves. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, my God. But then I've been going back and forth all day with people about this. Cause I was like, no, fuck him. Fuck that shit. That's not how you do that. 
Like, I've seen people get kicked out of places before, black and white. That's not how you do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the bigger story, because it's like a fucking Atlanta episode. If you go online, there's, like, so many different perspectives of it. Mm-hmm. There's the twerking video. There's the full twerking video. There's the security camera footage. There's, like, three girls on Twitter who, like, are sitting in a boot like this. I saw one of them. Like, mm-hmm. there's all of that. So, after, like, putting these motherfucking things together like a fucking detective, apparently... He had, like, reprimanded them, like, two or three times? Mm, two times. Twice previously. Twice before. And was, like, chill, according to him. Now, I don't think they have, like, footage of that. No, there's, there's footage. Yeah, well, we, we can't hear what he's saying. Is that the one where he walked up? He walks up to him okay. calmly. And he ain't go, but they, he ain't going off, though. Like, he yeah. walks up to him, but you can see. That party was uh, more than one table. Yeah. So, like, he may have went to one table of that party mm-hmm. and then, like, um, later on felt like he needed to address a larger party of people and instead address the whole restaurant. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I won't throw in too many details that I read. Like, so, uh, some people were reporting they had, like, maybe a 7 o'clock reservation and the seat wasn't available till like, maybe 8 o'clock. So, uh they're just waiting there. They have a waiting area. Um, they're just waiting there for their, for their table. And people were waiting for a while for a table. And then once they got to the table, were waiting to order a drink. And once they got a drink, were waiting to order food. So, like, what would have been a regular brunch experience that didn't turn out to be that for a lot of people. Um, he was serving Duce slushies. And it looked beautiful. They did, y'all. I'm not confronting the whole menu. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lamb chops on that bitch. She okay. can't comment because Fat Girl Nola put yeah, out yeah. A, an I official very, statement. Y'all. <laughs> Listen. And where am I with that? I saw your official statement. I was mad. And that I, was I an emotional you. response. I, well, okay. I'm fired. <laughs> I said, fuck him. Because I, I do also feel like, I feel like fucking, they were totally wrong. Totally wrong for, for twerking yeah. at brunch. You know, he yeah. didn't necessarily create an environment for what he wanted to accomplish. Hell mm-hmm. no. But there was no dance floor in this establishment. Right. There was so lack of a dance floor that these women stood up on the booth and put their arm, their hands on the glass and started yes. twerking. Yeah. That's how much he ain't leave space for y'all to dance. He's standing right. up on shit. Which, right. So I feel like uh, somebody said on, on Facebook, the, the better way for him to respond is like, man, what you're doing is a fire hazard. You're putting yourself and my other guests at, 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 in, in harm's way and need you to step down or be escorted out. Um, but also, he, as the owner of the establishment, shouldn't have had to come from the back to do that mm-hmm. three times. You know, like, why wouldn't somebody yeah. else, a floor manager, a security guard? I so, was so security or something. He exposed mm-hmm. himself as being unprepared for this, the environment he created, you know, by, mm-hmm. by, by showing, showing his face and being like, and having to talk to customers in that way. Right. Um, That's what I was thinking also, DC. Uh, my overall thing is... Like the uh, big part of just that part about it for me was the three times. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the first time it happened, that's a mistake, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's an honest mistake. It can be a very easy mistake to make. The second time, that seems like just straight up disrespect. Like now you're just mm-hmm. disrespecting a man, you know, mm-hmm. and that's not cool. Mm-hmm. And like a third time, it's like now you're just saying, fuck how you feel about your place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but he, so like wait. I think they, in some kind of way, when you do it like a second time, like a second and third time, it's, you're like kind of putting him in a fucked up position. Because mm-hmm. like, do you defend your restaurant and yourself? You kick them out. Yeah, okay, so right. Now, now, <laughs> you now, don't now, curse out the entire yeah, building. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I am, I am not out. justifying what he did. 
That's, His approach was stupid. I'm not saying you're justified. I'm yeah. answering the question yeah. you just asked. Yeah, yeah. You said, what do you do? You, you kick him out. But he had a very emotional, <laughs> very weak response to it. As the owner, you know, that's kind of like, all right, bro. But at the same time, the, the only thing I would say I understand, you can't let people just disrespect your business like that. Because if you do that, especially in public like that, it's only going to get worse for more people. Like, word spreads about that shit. And people gonna start doing fucked up shit to you, you know, possibly. So you gotta kind of respond. The moment he responded like that, he showed me that that's not the type of classy establishment you think he's setting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The like if the owner is coming out from the back and using that kind of language to address the entire restaurant, mm. I'm assuming y'all allow twerking and fighting up yeah. in here, and probably dice in the back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, is, this is some nigga shit, that's you know. Fact. Um, and but I somebody. <laughs> I feel like this. Yeah, if I'm at brunch trying to enjoy my lamb chops, and she, some chick stand up on the, the, the booth and hit the body, yada, yada, you know, I'm not going to be happy about that. But once he came out there and spoke to her... Pause. It go the truth. Depending on how fine she is. No, Continue. Well, well, no, man. No, no, I'm speaking for myself. Continue. What I believe is a classy brunch... Hot fine dining brunch, black owned brunch place, having lamb chops, and that that was on the menu. What they playing bounce music at this? Well, fine, just, fine dining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bounce okay, music, bro. What? Are we robots that we hear bounce music? You hit throw that ass in a circle, and you have to throw <laughs> that ass. In you don't circle. have to throw that ass, but you know, like what no, you said but, earlier but so, of so, like so, so people, certain songs. Some people want to enjoy the experience of hearing that ratchet ass music while I'm sitting here with my fork and my knife cutting my lamb chop at a motherfucking brunch. I feel you and I'm saying is there's certain ratchet music that's like like ratchet music for me to sit and listen to while we're eating and there's some ratchet music that I understand why some people will start moving I, because I, some I, I understand why some because everybody I, don't have self-control and, and the thing is I'm not agreeing with the women I'm just saying we're talking a general populist thing like yeah. oftentimes we often think about how we all got sense when I, if I'm starting a business, I'm thinking about, okay, how can I protect the people with no motherfucking sense? Because I can't expect everyone to have sense. So I would have been like, say, bro, you could play like this, this, and that. But, like, I'm not going to go in the South, especially, and play no bounce music and expect at no point well, <laughs> no one's ever going to shake some ass. Now, I also ain't going to expect to stand on some furniture and do yeah, it. That's ignorant as fuck, too. He DJ to play the music that he wanted for the vibe. For the vibe. Yeah. You got to set the right vibe. And yeah. I'm the saying quad, we... The the quad 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 Read the room, the quad. I'm not excusing no, behavior. I'm saying the thing could be true and another thing could be true. I'm saying yeah, she totally. shouldn't have done that, but I'm still saying my nigga. I wouldn't have played no bounce music in a in a morning time brunch. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Okay, like, Blazing Worship is supposed to be enjoying the brunch experience with uh, one experience with another experience. And it is fair for somebody to want to hear bounce music. I like bounce music. That's fine. I wanted to sit down and enjoy blunt and some brunch and some bounce without, like, necessarily... There's certain things that go together, like peanut butter and jelly, and there's certain things that just don't. <laughs> just I don't. I something, something in there that was on that new ever. I ain't gonna mention them again. Uh, Mission Clubhouse is we going to be talking about Clubhouse. Clubhouse earlier, and somebody uh, made a very good point. So uh, yes, when once that happened in, in his establishment, he should kick he should kick her out, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then if she if she didn't leave, if he would have had to call the police on them, imagine the optics of that story coming out. You know, women, police called on women for twerking at a restaurant. You know, like that's I feel like calling the police or calling security is what he should have did before addressing all the people, I, I, I feel like, oh, no, 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 I take that back. 
before addressing other people like that. Here go my deal with that in particular, son. Also, like we all been having this conversation. I keep saying the merit in his anger, understandable. The content of his words, fuck shit. Yeah. You hear me? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't appreciate like the humble bragging of I'm setting the culture. I, like it's like it's almost like the wagon in the lecture. Yeah, you little totally niggers, right. get it together. Can't you see that I'm trying to set an ambiance because black people can't never be cultured because black people can't enjoy. It just felt like this. 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 Oh, this. Very, very it was so very Atlanta. Yeah. Like, you know, you, uh, it you was so. Great. You ain't classy enough for yeah, that. Very, very, very holier than thou. But yeah, it was yeah. that holier than thou shit. Yeah, and he's exactly. and then when you put it with what you were saying, they still love. Then you saying and you how you expect a man to respect you if you're yeah. shaking your ass yeah, and I'm trying to get all these it's like all right my nigga you coming with the vigor that I can fuck with but you ain't saying the right words with right. the vigor if yeah. you about to bust it like this say that real right. you ain't say that real son not to me yeah. you say some shit that make me be like I don't even want to fuck with you yeah. like you know what I mean you didn't you didn't come across and like some people agree and that's fine with the ones that agree but I'm like bro you could have you could have made your point with that same passion with better content, a better point. Because you want us to pack. Because look, I made this place because to I get black people. Into this, into this right. joke joint, goddamn it, motherfucker! Just want yeah, to everywhere. Like, come on, bro. Be, people, right. people I'm open right. up yeah. restaurants every day. B, like, yeah, what the bro, fuck? Yeah, like, for real, for real. Mm. And you spell cocktails with a K, bro. How much money? Come on. So that that's what was bothering me when you throw that into the pot of, and then your respectability aspect and optics of it. That bothered me more than anything else. But yeah. you're absolutely right on the point of if you would have called the police, those optics would have looked a certain way given the climate. But yeah, I think he would have been in every right to call the police. But if I've had to approach you politely twice. You got to get kicked out because that's my deal. He didn't have to. Cause there's many other paying customers. Yeah. You fucked up their vibe, yeah, owner. Right. With they this, to he cursed like three times, yeah. loud yelling at women. It's like my nigga, if seventy percent of the people in this mug is women, why are you as a black man going off on these women in this manner when you could have easily just been like, okay, y'all gotta go. Mm-hmm. Y'all have to go, and then when yeah, then when they get escorted out, they make a scene. When they gone, and you explain calmly, this would happen. Whoop de whoop de whoop de woo, and enjoy the rest of y'all day. Mm, Boom. It's definitely a better way to handle it. But listen, if I'm at brunch and the chick stand up on the, on the table and hit the body out of yada, I wouldn't be happy about it. But then if he come out and talk like that, me and her finna hit the body out of yada on the way out together. Like fuck you, nigga. And let's, 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 let's run it. And I think I got a cultural bias, bro. Cause right. somebody asked me this on on like it was like so um. Something about so the way you was raised. You, I'm like, wait, hold up, bro. I was like, you can't go the way you're raised because context matters. And being in New Orleans, I done seen a lot of crazy shit and a lot of different outbursts of people dancing yeah, and singing yeah. and all kind of shit. So it's like, I ain't like, so like, if, if I'm at a brunch and that chick, like the first time I see her do it, I probably wouldn't be that phase to be honest. If she keep doing it, then I'll be like, okay, lady, you can't. it was fun Security or a floor yeah, manager or somebody else there who can who can handle that without you. Somebody, you know, I have me. I can I can 
put together a better statement. To address, <laughs> if you want to address the whole restaurant, you can do that. Even yeah, if you shouldn't, but, but there's a way. Right? Yeah. He didn't handle like a boss, and that's the main thing I was on. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't do no boss type shit to me. You know what I mean? Joint. <laughs> and Arthur Dallas, he finally got him a nice little restaurant. He spelled cocktails with a K this time. <laughs> <laughs> he fucked up. He's nice, though, because he's nice now. <laughs> you still gonna boycott him? Fat girl, Nola, with your. With your <laughs> she went in because you're the one who really made me laugh. Like, what the fuck, Justin? Yeah, talking about? Right. Like, I don't even know who this is. And, and then as soon as I looked it up, it was all over Twitter. I saw it on your wall. I saw yeah. people with this dude, uh, this dude Keith. I'm cool with putting it. I was like, oh, okay, it's a thing. All right. So, yeah. Um, where where have you landed, woman? I don't like his attitude, so I gotta I gotta simmer on it. I think I mean I won't be twerking in there or anywhere else that I'm not supposed to be twerking, but I still don't like the deli- like the whole like it's just very off putting. Put it that way. Like I understand, but like y'all said, there's a way that could have been done, but that ain't it. So I don't know how I feel. I won't take food. Right? I won't see food is good enough for you to be talking to people like that. <laughs> I do wonder how the food actually tastes. Yeah, because people keep saying it's amazing. Yeah, that's, like, that's what people really were saying. Not seeing. See, 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 just see. Right? That's why Jay, you can't boycott some motherfuckers until after you taste their shit. I don't know. Then you know what you boycott. Somebody brought it to me and was like, look at this shit. And I was like, ain't this some shit? I'm mad now. No, nah, period. Is it, is it true that his sections were ten thousand dollars? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, but, is, that uh, is true. Wait, wait, but, but someone that told me true. that was for a specific a night for, for their celebrities or yeah. something that was coming in. So he upcharged it to try to, you know, cash in on the celebs. Where it converts to a club or does a club side? Or, I don't know. And then that's the I other side of it. Someone else said that sometimes that's people rent it out on some club yeah, shit, which is why. You might get the mix of the vibe. You tried to bring your club DJ to the morning brunch and it just oh, didn't yeah. pop, my yeah. G. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know how to set the vibe. You should have curated a playlist, bro, like for sure. No, no, yeah. he did this because black people need to be cultured. Yeah, we need a place where we can go when we can listen to this kind of music with our asses shaking. I don't want to warn nobody to do it. Now I need to teach you all how to be better women. No, I hate it. I hate it. Next up, man, did any of y'all see the Kevin Hart special? No. Yes, you turned me completely off just from first post. I'm like, I see you done fuck my, fuck my bias up. Now I, I can't even sit there and do it. I tried to sit there and watch it with Joseph. Well, I sat there and watched it with Joseph. Why did you watch it with Joe? I rode my bike there one morning. I was like, you want to watch it? It just came out. You want to watch it? The and reason why I say it? that is, bruh, on certain shit, me and Joe watch it. And then once Joe don't like it, Joe will start tearing that shit. Yeah. Oh. Why, why sure <laughs> Whoa. He was, he was talking. I was, like, <laughs> hey, you know, I was like, hold on. I thought you put this on. I was like, man, this shit trash. Like, <laughs> stop killing I it. Said, well, I said, if, if you don't want to watch it right now, I'll watch it later. Now we keep it on. And he kept trying to talk. I was like, bro, can I watch it? It's only an hour. And, and he'll get technical. And even if I don't like it, I want to watch it so I can like Have an opinion. Talk about how I don't like it. Yeah, like you'd be like, man, fuck this shit. Turn it off. Yeah, let me turn it off. And he and I actually watched the whole thing. Um, I, I got an opinion on it, but does anybody want to go first? I, what you say? You have a story. What it's you just mean? It's a little stupid story. So, I, the night of my birthday, um, I was with a couple of my girlfriends, and we were all uh, elevated. And so, somebody said, oh, put the Kevin Hart special on. I said, yeah, bitch, we going to watch it. And I kid you not, like 10 minutes in. We all looked at each other and was like, what the fuck? This is trash. And put on Zootopia. Mm. <laughs> so, that turned up Kevin Hart for Zootopia. I thought you were going to say that it sobered yes. you up. It was so trash. It, it, ain't, it did know. a little bit because I was just like, what the fuck is going cause on? The funny like, thing, 10 minutes and I was done. Because the funny thing about this is like, this is unpre- uh, like an unprecedented backlash 
Because, like, usually Kevin Hart will drop something and they have the crowd. It's like Tyler Perry almost. There's, like, the crowd that love it and the crowd that be like, I never liked Tyler, Ke Kevin, uh, Kevin Hart. Mm -hmm. And it's usually they're loud, but it's not like the general consensus. It's just this loud section of people that's just saying, fuck Kevin Hart, I don't like none of his shit. This time, it's like the general consensus is like, nah, that bitch, whack. You hear me? Maybe the market is speaking. I mean, some, yeah, the market is speaking and he does it because I watched it and... It's one of those things, I think I said it online, bro. I felt like I was watching a very entertaining TED Talk. Because it, mm. like like an amusing TED Talk instead of a comedy special. Because it was like one of those things of, if you put it on, I'm not bored about what he's talking about necessarily. But it's like, where's the punchline, my nigga? It just feel like you have a lot that you feel like saying. But there's an art that like the Chappelle's and the Chris Rock's and the Eddie Murphy's know how like they when they want even the Cat Williams and shit, you know what I mean? When they wanna when they they, they know what they try to say, but they, they find the punch like even old Kevin Hart. I like I don't, like that's another thing I have a problem with. People all of a sudden nobody never liked Kevin Hart. This nigga did not get to where he was if nobody never liked Kevin Hart. You might have got disenchanted with him, you might have got over him, you might have got tired of his shit. But let's stop acting like when the man his first few specials wasn't some hot shit in like households. Black people put him on and white people elevated him. But he didn't just we he didn't just pop out the blue and become a fucking the, the highest selling comedian right. in history probably right now, son. It's ridiculous. I, so, huh? I never you. Yeah, I'm saying so. It's like my nigga, like let's let's not just throw the man away because we don't like his shit right now. You feel me? So I'm watching it, and again, like I'm 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 interested, but it's like I'm I want the laugh to come, and he <sighs> is it just like super flat. I liken it like this, bro. Like, I remember when I said this online. Jay-Z, he dropped Kingdom Come. That was his comeback album after Black Album. I'm a big Jay-Z fan. And I remember when I thought Jay-Z Jay was coming back, I'm like, man, he coming out, I thought it was going to be like, I don't know. I had all these expectations. When Kingdom Come came out, I'm listening to Jay-Z, and it's the first time he felt like a an old man to me. Like, he was talking about all these things that my, like, I'm like 20, you know what I mean? Maybe 21. Like, I'm not identifying with a lot of his late 30s year old shtick that he throwing. It's like, you know, later albums, he realized how to make himself more boss about it instead of like, yeah, I'm rich and let me rap about this, you know what I mean? And Kevin Hart is 41. And that's what it felt like. Oh, his special felt like, like, you know how they often say some artists need to struggle to come mm. with that real? His special just felt like it lacked. It just felt like, oh, I'ma just, I'ma just give him Kevin Hart shit because I really want to say this. And I'ma just throw in my little shit. I'ma I'm make faces. I'ma change my. I'ma do everything. But it's like, bro, it lacked that that depth. That like when Dave Chappelle speak, you feel like, oh yeah, that man mean what he's saying. There's an art to that. Even Chris Rock, like he bring up these same people because it's like, I'm watching and I'm like, I don't identify. Okay, your kids never flew on a plane. I don't know the punchline in that because I'm broke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he had a few of those where it was like, my nigga, like, your jokes probably, like, really settle up with, like, a certain section, but there's a, you're alienating us. And again, so Chappelle was, is one of the richest people ever, and I never feel alienated when I'm listening mm -hmm. to him talk, you know? So you feel like he was just totally disconnected. Going about just, like, rich people problems? A lot of rich lot people of problems. That sucks. That's, that, that's why it sucks. Uh, so <laughs> That's part, of, that's part of the reason why it sucks, and it sucks for a lot of reasons. <coughs> people keep um, mentioning Dave Chappelle, which I think this may be one of the first times people have compared Dave Chappelle to Kevin Hart so much, um, but it's because... They're like the most relevant right well, now, well, we think in, about In it. this particular special, and, and by the way, I ain't going to say I never liked Kevin Hart. I never liked Kevin Hart as an actor, but I have laughed at Kevin Hart a whole lot in the past, and even during this special, I laughed a few times. 
I had a few chuckles. I did. I had a few chuckles. People, the reason why people keep comparing it to is because one thing Kevin Hart did or tried to do that Dave Chappelle did was like his take on cancel culture and how other people. Well, his take on cancel culture. Pause. Just hold that thought. And think about the intimate setting shit he pulled. He, he, going, he did it at his house, which was baller. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, but no, but no, the no, setting no. felt very Chappellish when you say that. But continue. I'm going to get to the setting and how unnecessary. That was. I guess I'm going to say that's the main word. The, the point I'm making is it's unnecessary. So, like, um, where was that? Cancel culture. He tried to do his take on cancel culture, but it definitely was um, not in a way that had the same... Uh, uh, aptitude, no, just the same awareness of uh, how we're all affected by this thing that Dave Chappelle did. You know, um, Dave Chappelle, after he got rich, went to some comedy clubs and bombed and realized that he had to start going out to the comedy clubs to experience comedy and what and to, to stay connected to what the people who you're trying to make laugh, what they think is funny, right? And stay connected to people in general. I thought Kevin Hart would have had his Dave Chappelle aha moment because people forget Kevin Hart was in a very bad accident and he was expected to never walk again. He mentioned yeah. that in the special. You know, um, that wasn't even that long ago. Also, it was not that long ago. Was that I didn't finish the special, bro. I just realized it. But continue. Okay. I fell asleep. So that that happened, which I think that at the time of having a Kevin Hart, he could have taken the next five to seven years off and had people missing him and then came out with something. Also, Kevin Hart had... COVID earlier this year, mm-hmm. him Hope and his that. family, you know, um, and there's so many comedians who like really need that platform, need to be out on stage, need to keep themselves relevant. You just had a really bad accident, you recovered from your spine breaking, and then you you gave your family COVID and you recovered from that. You could have taken some time off and not did this unnecessary shit in your house. You got so much money that you could do this thing in your house. You know what I mean? So you don't need to be doing this right now. But maybe he felt it was necessary. Well, I'm, I, uh, I'm thinking maybe he uh, had an obligation to Netflix to produce a certain number of specials, and hopefully this is just hopefully this ended, this rounded it out. The last one that they needed from him, so he could take a break. He needs to take a break for a while. Um, but like he didn't, he did. Even if he owed Netflix one more special, this was extra unnecessary from the content, the location. Um, just doing it. You had COVID earlier, so like, you could. You, COVID is keeping comedians from like really trying to get a platform like that. You don't need you. You don't need to be begging for people's attention like some comedians need to be doing right now. People have. But ain't therapy. that like therapy? That's his art form too, son. I can't take that part he away, but it just felt like he. If he if he wanted to do that, he could have done that with people in his house, and he, and he and he could have just complained about his rich people problems to his rich people, rich people friends who were in his house. And put it out for like all of us to consume on Netflix, and it was certainly him complaining about some rich people shit, and especially the thing about his kids never flying, never flying a plane, a plane and shitting on a baby mama. Was him shitting on his ex wife. His ex, yeah, his ex wife. The woman who was with him when he was doing his his funny specials. Yeah. in the beginning, and she was a comedian before he was. Mm-hmm. She she does sketch comedy. One of his bits was that whenever they're with the mom, they realize uh, how he because he's talking about how spoiled his kids are, and he realized how spoiled they are when they go by his mom, by the by his you know the Pretty mother. Pretty much, they realize how how broke she is compared how, to him. And that's how regular the joke. Did she still flying her her kids. And that's she, to, to it. Really, not even broke. How normal? But he but he's like he's like the punchline is like you know because he he builds it up to like you know my kids were were uncomfortable in, in a regular airport having to go through TSA. So I was like, give me the phone. Let me talk to let me talk to my kids. I was like, listen, that's one of the lessons you have to learn when listen. 
Going by your mama is broke shit. You know, like, that's kind of weak. But no, no. Weak but, and, again, unnecessary. I unnecessary. won't even call it weak, my nigga, because what's funny weak. is... Well, I, I do call it weak. I'm saying, I, I see... It's unnecessary. It's you, unnecessary. We, we already know how rich you are. You're doing the comedy special for Netflix in your house. And I we, think and that's we know him. that your ex-wife ain't doing it like he that. He thinking so he being controversial. You know yeah. how you know how you know how to... Dave Chappelle shit, but you're not Dave Chappelle. Exactly. He's not good enough to do it. Because the thing is... Because because no no two things I'm trying to say two things I'm trying to say Dave Chappelle could could have made that joke work because I watched man Dave Chappelle said some fucked up shit let's not act like he has it my nigga and he said some shit that if you like a part of a certain community you'll be like ooh you heard me so I like that was a very Dave Chappelle's punch when he came with that shit but none of the setup. Felt like earned. It didn't work for him. No, but that's the thing because so much of this shit sounds like he's hiding what should be like, nigga, go to a psychiatrist. You know what I mean? He's hiding things that he should be telling his therapist yeah. in, in, in yeah. joke form, but not doing it in a good enough job to be entertaining for everyone. And then here's right. the thing. You mentioned like Jay-Z special making making you realize how old Jay-Z was. Kevin Hart said he was 41 a bunch of times in that special. And a lot of it was like, yeah, man, getting older. First of all, I hate when comedians generalize. Like women, like he made the joke about... Uh, when you, you know, when you get old, you're 41, you men, you just want to stay home and sit down. And women, you just want to go, you want to go. Yeah, that bullshit. Yeah. And do things. I'm like, actually, some 41, when I'm 41, I'm actually going to want to do things. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, so, Especially if uh, I'm upset. So, and when you start making jokes about, yeah, I'm old now, like, you got nowhere to go from there. I mean, I, I don't want to hit you when you're 45 now because you already hit me with the, you know, getting older, you know, I'm, I got like back problems. Insecure by the age. That might be what it really is because you can make those jokes work if you clever because when you say this shit on paper, he actually had COVID. There are much... There are other comedians that I know. Cat Williams had COVID and came and told jokes about it. If if, if Dave Chappelle had COVID and came and told jokes about it, that might have made some poignant or even some stupid funny shit. He had COVID actually and couldn't close the joke. There's so many jokes. I'm like, it's like I see where you tried to go, but you went this way, and it just of all the of all the bad things. He had a car accident. But yeah, well that happened. That but happened. That was life threatening, and people thought he may not walk again. He and there's threatened. things, there's material you can come he, he with. He tried because, like, he tried, again, doing Dave Chappelle shit, just trying to slow it down and tell the story. But it never, it never actually punched. He don't. He told the story about getting his back broke, and even the punchline for that was like about the man wiping his ass. I'm wiping Kevin Hart's ass, you know, like I don't know. Bro. And I think it another never, thing too never, is when Dave Chappelle isn't how fire, he's he be like, "Well, fuck it, that's what I said," and it's feel like strength. When Kevin Hart is in high fire, he just always seems like he's whining about something. Yeah. And even in the comedy, it felt like I had this hard year because uh, you can't see. It's like it, it just comes across yeah, like yeah, you still whining, bro. You have no reason to be whining right now. You don't have to even be doing this fucking comedy special right now. He just don't know his He just keep going back to what you're doing. That's my main point. Unnecessary. Dave Chappelle got a lot of comedy specials right now. He don't got to do, but they just good. So we just let it go. He put out a 19-minute thing about him on Netflix on his Instagram because that's like I just he wants to speak to people like that. Putting out a Netflix thing, which there's promotion and hype behind it, and it's on Netflix. That's for the people to watch. That's that's for entertainment, and it was unentertaining. <laughs> the worst. Well, I mean, I laughed a few times, but overall, that's for the entertainment, and it was unentertaining. <laughs> overall, it was unentertaining, but the absolute worst part of it was the end. 
when I didn't catch the end. I, 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 okay, I didn't see the end. Yeah, I, I just realized it is kind because of, when you said he made a joke about his back breaking, I have no memory of that. Yeah, I was like, oh I mean, shit, he made I didn't a joke finish about it. the recovery process and like you know, but the, but the absolute worst, and and I understand why you didn't make it to the end and why you don't understand why I say it's so damn unnecessary for him to do this. After doing the whole one hour special of those subpar jokes, <laughs> he ends it with a clip of him waking up in bed with his wife. It's like what? I just had a dream that I did a comedy special in my house and. And I had jokes about this. I talked about this. I called my daughter a hoe. So like after you visit a visor or some shit. Did y'all, uh, none, none of y'all made it to that part? They that's, didn't watch it. That's how it all. ended. If you watch the whole thing, you, after he like drops the mic in his house and then walks through his hallway back to his room, it's a clip of him. Oh, I just had a dream and I did a comedy special in my house. And, and I had jokes about this. I talked about this. I called my daughter a hoe. So like after you visit a visor or some shit. Did y'all, uh, none, None of y'all made it to that part. They that's, didn't watch it. That's how it ended. If you watch the whole thing, you th after he like drops the mic in his house and then walks through his hallway back to his room, it's a clip of him. Oh, what just happened? Uh, I had a dream that I was doing a comedy special in my house, and I was talking about this. I'm like, I was like, bro, so, it, was, it was it was already like, a three a out of five. It was so a three funny. out of five. That made it a two point five out of five. Like the the nerve of you to serve us this and the, and then a, this as the, the the last cut. It Fuck was all a dream. And let's take the point five off for this too, y'all. When he's walking into his comedy special, he's looking at art on his wall on as wall. if he don't own the fucking art. Like he's seen it for like the first time. Like he's seen it for the fucking oh. first time. Oh, nice. Yeah, bitch. That's yeah. weird. I'm like know. my nigga. This is because that's for a minute I didn't know it was at his house. So you walking in as if you was as if you was going to some like uh, stage that you've never been arena. You've never been like, oh, look at his cool artwork. That's how he's reacting. That's but weird. <laughs> even down to the, the the clothes he was wearing was inspired by pajamas. If you notice, they they look like pajamas, but they yeah, were they were clothes yeah. clothes. But like because he's in his house, actually, I think actually that's cool. it woke up and it woke up with him. I mean, it started with him waking up in his bed with his wife. It did, uh -huh. not and then that. and then it ended with him. Oh my god. What just happened? I said, no, I said, I know you fucking lying, bitch. I just sat there a whole hour with this for you to try to, it was all a dream, bitch. I hate it. Yeah. Bitch, no, I hate it too. Well, Kevin Hart, we're still rooting for you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean you still just take, a, take, a, take a break and, and make us miss you. Yeah. Make us miss you. Because right now you're the Tyler Perry of comedy. Yeah, and actually go to go to some, like, when, when the time, when you have time to go to some comedy clubs and listen to, like, what the people are laughing at and connected with, because these jokes about, Having a brick oven in your house and you know your kids not flying flying in a regular airport, you can make you you can make it chuckleable. You made it chuckleable. You made it chuckleable. Real chuckleable. You made it chuckleable, but you know I ain't need that on Netflix. You could have put that on Instagram, like Dave Chappelle put out his little thing on Instagram. You could have put it on BT. She said BT Plus. I really hate humble bragging. I, I like it if you can pull it off. I mean, no, I mean, if you can pull it off, it's not bragging at all. You, just you know what I mean? Right. You got to make it funny. Back. Right. But I just hate <laughs> it. It wasn't funny. No, but that's it good. was mean. That's a good way for punching down. That's mm, what it really was. Yeah, on his, on your ex-wife and your and the, the mother of your children. But, but yeah, let's, let's move that. on. And in your house. On Netflix, in your house. Um, as Put your, the kids upstairs. You pay Buku money for that there, but okay. Yeah, man. So, T-Pain got new trouble off an old quote where he was talking about how he felt that um, if Aaliyah had, to, like a lot of people overhype Aaliyah and she's like this like deity right now because it, the background is he featured it, like he sampled on a song and people was coming at his neck like, 
Wow. How did you get Aaliyah? He's like, I mean, Aaliyah tight. But why y'all coming at me? He's like, you don't, you're not worth getting Aaliyah on your seat. He's like, what you oh, mean? So they were just trying to run, like, yeah, I mean, so he's like, wait, yo, act like, like, you know what I mean? Like, 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 so he was like, I feel like, so he's like, I feel like in her death, like, she gets put to a level, like, she was great, but she gets put to this other level of, damn, I can't sample her. We sample fucking Aretha Franklin. We sample, like, these legends. I can't sample Aaliyah, you know? Right. And he was like, and with great rough with people feathers, he was like, man, if Aaliyah was still around, they might be fucking, she saying she's trying to be like Beyonce right now, just the way people are. And that, you know, and, I, and so I looked up the quote, I'm like, oh, this is from a 2015 situation, but you know how wow. internet goes, a yeah, meme yeah, get back true. around, yeah. and it's a new conversation. Well, here's the, here's the thing, son. The ugly truth is the fact that you know no matter who you are generally if you're an artist and you and you have an early passing you kind of auto automatically mm. kind of get rank and ahead, that's just the, that's just the way we do things like that is an absolute fact now it's speculation about you know if she didn't die how would she be you know you can theorize all you want about that but it is an absolute fact that if you just happen to die you do just get put in that fucking place whether it's Warranted or not, it just happens. So I'm so out of touch that rappers die, and I'd be like, "Who?" Yeah. And people be like, "Yeah, I, I've been. I listen to them. When you listen to them, I don't say like, it in public because I won't be disrespectful. But there's been a few rappers that died recently. That I had no, no idea who they were. Yeah, yeah I like can't I don't want to name people. I didn't even know the names. I just be like, But yeah, it's it's an absolute fact that if you died, yeah, you immediately were better at whatever it is that you were doing than you were when you were living. Yeah. And just know that for us at all as artists that when we pass we gonna be like he was a, he was the best. You know what I'm saying? Especially like, before even, your time. Even, even especially yeah. before your time. You know. you, even if you didn't get those accolades when you were living. Because a lot of these uh, young right. rappers that die, I'll be like, show me on your iTunes where you streamed or something, you know what I'm saying? Like, because um, it feels that good, why you didn't put me on? Yeah, I, don't, I ain't never seen you. I seen you sharing Beyonce videos and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. people living. like when were you on this rapper? Um, but uh, when it comes to, uh, and I'm gonna agree with the spirit of what T Pain said back in 2015 that um, if she was living today, well, I don't know, if she was living today, she may have continued on her trajectory to already be better than Beyonce, possibly. Or competing with Beyonce possibly without people comparing, possibly. And I mean, like she, cause she died so young. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Wait, were you a Leo fan? How you feel about that situation before I say anything? I don't know, honestly. I don't know. Every time people say they're like, "Oh, she's just, you know, uh, a legend now because she passed so early," and I'm like, I don't really know. And then it's all kind of like, you know, I'm weird. All kind of conspiracies and shit. So I don't. I don't know, but I do agree with the sentiment that, you know, because she passed away so early, it definitely put her in a different position, and I often wonder how it would be if she was here, so. My biggest issue a lot of times but comes, I, But also, my bad. I'm sorry, uh, regarding the T-Pain thing, like, I, I feel him, like, he should be able to sample. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that her, her R. Kelly connection also makes people more endeared to her. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a yeah. whole the endearing aspect of she didn't reach her full potential, a lot of people feel. Mm -hmm. She was very likable. The R. Kelly thing, she was yeah. an endearing person. Like, yeah. she's one of those people, like, them a good person. Like, sweet. like damn, you see really sweet, tragic cool. Story. So it's like, you, people don't want to talk bad about, like, pe like, the sweet, the princess. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, like, one thing that ruffled my feathers is when they say that a lot of black people get on this tirade of Beyonce wouldn't have a career. 
if Aaliyah had lived. Uh-huh. And I'm like, no, that's an absolute reach now. Because yeah, you act like a Rihanna. You act like there's not all these other contemporary right. women that are super fucking successful like, while is Beyonce is also successful. Can't and nobody live. Can't live. Because when, when Beyonce living. Bro, you can't, you can't live. I'm, Beyonce I'm even Beyonce looking at this schematic, my nigga. Her dad was grooming her from jump to be yeah. a solo act. She was going to be what she was. Beyonce was going to be what she was regardless well, yes, of right. whatever yes. female um, artist was and out also, there. Aaliyah yeah. was groomed from a young age to be a, a great solo artist as well. So yeah. I think that, again, at the trajectory she was on, it different may not have even, even, have even been like a conversation of comparing the two. It's different you know, lanes. People would have so. dumbly compared it to be like the competition. Like right now, Chris Brown's better than Usher. To it might have been a versus. Mean, like, yeah. let's do it. Aaliyah versus Beyonce versus. And it might have been fun. Like, oh, that's gonna be lit. But people compare Rihanna and Beyonce a lot. You know what I mean? I think yeah, no matter I, what, if you're the number one A, one B, whatever, and you out here, because who's like once again, since we theorizing, Aaliyah might have outlasted all her contemporaries like the Monica's and the Brandies, or she might have ended up like the Monica's and the Brandies, where she's doing other things besides just music. Because it seemed like was, that's what she was moving uh-huh. to. It's, it's, and even her last album it was tight, but it just she had this. I, I remember. That good. That's what I'm saying. But I had that vibe of watching her like. It felt like Aaliyah trying to move. Like, it just felt that way to me. And that's one of the thoughts I had in my mind. I was like, okay, this seemed like, I ain't gonna say like some last album shit, but it seemed like, oh, she put this out to let this bitch ride for a minute while she experiment and do other things. And who's to know? We were like, we said, we'll never know what would have been. Right, but there's no know. way that I'm gonna say that. I'm like, I feel like a great is a great is a great. You weren't gonna stop any greats. Aaliyah being out wasn't gonna stop Rihanna, wasn't gonna stop Beyonce, wasn't gonna stop Sierra, gonna stop none of her people that came out. Them people was destined to do whatever the fuck they was gonna do in the game, regardless. And I hate when they when we pit it like that unnecessarily. It's always you know, Beyonce. And it's always Beyonce. People just always say because she's so great. 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 Can't we just live? Everybody Bruh, gotta be no, concerned with Beyonce. No, we can't. No. Nah, it's not. Because it's Beyonce. Because Beyonce. Because Beyonce is. Be- <laughs> that's, <laughs> the, that's the title of the podcast. <laughs> because Beyonce is. Because Beyonce is. Moving it a little bit, Chris Brown thinks that music videos should be on Netflix. Music videos are on YouTube already. Who asked him? So that was the initial reaction a lot of people have been giving him. So I think wow. that the way that uh, music videos have evolved, if I don't know if anybody saw Beyonce, uh, Beyonce's uh, Black is King on Disney+, Plus, mm-hmm. but that is essentially, you know, it started off with music videos, and then Beyonce started doing that. I'm going to put out a whole album full of music videos. Mm-hmm. Now I'm putting out a whole album of my songs set to music videos, but I'm going to make a narrative out of it and partner with Disney. So I think if you could put out a set of, like, if you could do, do Like what your girl was doing. Like Janelle Monet was doing. Like Janelle Monet. Oh, yeah. If she would have did that, and, and, and if she possibly would do that in the future, do one of those album projects that is attached to a film thing mm-hmm. that you can sell to a streaming platform. Yeah, yeah that's genius. Yeah, Because is. Beyonce is, bitch. Mm-hmm. She did it. She did it with Disney, and that was genius. Yeah. She made an album that wasn't about The Lion King into a movie that was The Lion King. Yeah. That's the that's the only way I and would, I would like to... by the way. Moonwalker. Yeah. If you, want, you say she got a moonwalker and nothing else. You got a moonwalker, this shit. Yeah. But like a singular, like, standalone music video for a standalone song mm-hmm. on Netflix, that would be I fucking stupid. I ain't gonna pay for that. Netflix, why would Netflix... Yeah. Anybody Netflix so they can watch your four minute music video. Wrong answer. Like if it's just this big art piece, then yes, yes, put it up there. But not for like singular, like and it better be like singles. It better shit. be the Lion King. <laughs> you know, it's something epic, something good. But you know, I kind of agree with Chris Brown. Oh my God. <laughs> Why? 
Uh, it goes into okay. I think me and you was having this conversation of Mike D about how um, like when we when we were young and they didn't have as many channels. You know what I mean? We only had so many channels that was cable, so we all kind of were directed to. Um, to, 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 to specific channels to watch music videos. There was only a couple of them. So a lot of us got exposed to like all kind of artists because we all watching music videos all day from these one or two channels. Now, I don't know half the fucking music videos out unless I decide to go search for the shit, which most times I'm not going to fucking do. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like if it was set up in a way where it was an artist and all of their like, it's almost like you look at your titles and your shit and there's like all of their music videos that they've ever done under their, under their section. I don't want you to just give me some that four minute shit, but like if you have a section in your artist as a section and then you put out something new and you just add your new shit to your section, like I go to the Whitney Houston section. Or I go but to that's the, like Vivo I, on I, YouTube. I'm about to say, I like but a lot of people, but, but what I'm saying is you're talking about going to a website on What's more convenient right now? YouTube. Net YouTube is free. YouTube. Mm -hmm. Netflix, Yo. more people just be on though. You gotta pay for that though. But everyone's already paying for it. But YouTube is free and everybody doesn't and you have can Netflix. It on your TV. Like literally. That's fine. And I agree. But I really under I really also agree with Chris Brown. Like if it was on Netflix or if there was a Hulu section that was music videos, then people would make money, bro. They would make money. I really feel like it. There, there's there's money to be made in that form because just like I said recently about there's some people that just listen to the podcast, there's some people that just watch the videos. There's some people that watch Netflix only, won't even go to the fucking YouTube. There's some people that only do YouTube and won't have Hulu. You know what I mean? So I just, I just, it's just cornering the market. I just don't think people are gonna go to Netflix for music videos. No, I think they would if it was an I would option. Go for a, uh, I don't think so either. I go to YouTube for that, for that. And really, you know, music videos. We were, say that now, and that there's well, one point where Facebook didn't have, where, where Instagram didn't have videos, and everybody's like, I go to Snapchat for my snaps, and then everybody's well, snapping on IG. I feel like if it became a thing, so but the thing is, peep, some we might not. But music music what? videos are supposed to be advertisements or promotions for the song, right? So if you hear the song, you ain't gonna hear the song on Netflix, and then let me watch the video on Netflix. You might hear the song. Sometimes you might hear a motherfucking song on YouTube. Yeah. Or on some other social media platform. Me ain't finna sign into your Netflix to watch the video. I heard right. Meg body yada yada. Before watching the video, I watched the video. Now the shit is like, oh, this is why this song sounded like that. You know, because this is what it looked like. You know, but like, I'm not finna pay. I'm finna pay to go check out after I hear the song. But I'm saying, what visual you're not paying for that. It's like an add on. I'm, yeah, I'm, not going, I'm not gonna pay for Netflix for music videos. I'm paying for Netflix for its main thing. But it's like what they say on TikTok. These days, a song, once it gets on TikTok, it's like, it's like making the same money of it going viral anywhere else. And that's its own fucking section. Most of us not even on TikTok like that, but that's a world making money of music. So I just feel and like, you know, somehow I feel like if it happened, I it's just like another avenue. Netflix would be profiting more from that than the actual artists would, would be profiting from that. Okay, now you're getting into the, the machine. I ain't talking about the machine. Okay. <laughs> you're absolutely right, most likely. There's going to probably be some, depending on the artists, because some people is Dave Chappelle. So it's depending on the artist. Everybody ain't Dave Chappelle. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody, because shouts out to Dave Chappelle because, um, and there's another conversation, the whole Dave Chappelle versus Monique thing because Dave Chappelle, and I'm like, come on, guys. Because recently, um, he, know that was coming, he spoke about how he wasn't getting any residuals off of the Chappelle show. He talked about nuances a whole lot. And yeah. like, people would like to know the nuance in that and just be like, well, he did it and she did this. Yeah. And why? There's a lot of reasons why. And so he was talking about how, like, basically, since I ain't getting no money, because he signed a bad deal. And 
he ain't getting no money like the in, in perpetuity. They can make money off the Chappelle show and not pay him for till after he died forever. And he's mm. like, is that not weird? How Dave Chappelle managed to sign a bad deal with Netflix at this point? No, 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 no. no, no, no. He no. didn't sign a bad deal with Netflix. Okay, the Chappelle Viacom. show was a bad deal he signed with Viacom. Oh. With Viacom back and in the day. At, at the time, he wasn't in a position to turn down what was a bad deal, and also at the time. There was no idea that the show would be streaming on on internet platforms. He's yeah. thinking this is like a TV deal. He's at okay. the time, you know, uh, but the contract says like in perpetuity throughout the universe, which means like in any way I choose, I'm gonna take the audio off of this bitch and put it on what's now the new thing is podcast. I'm gonna take the video and put it on what's now the new thing is streaming platforms. Oh. So like now, you know, even though you signed your little your little TV deal, you got this much money. Now that we own all this content you created, we don't even we have able to, to pay make for money. That. In perpetuity oh, no. throughout the universe, oh, in, 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 in any way, if something new come up, something new come up, if Netflix starts showing music videos, mm -hmm. the people that own a, the in perpetuity throughout the universe of the music, finna start making money now over, over now I'm gonna sell it to Netflix, you know, so, um, and part of me is like, Dave signed a bad deal mm -hmm. because he wasn't in a position to do anything better, and... He even admitted his lawyers were working with the people who wrote up the contract, so they kind of pushed him into something without like letting him know this actually means that even if some new platform comes about, they can they'll be able to own this content to put on that new platform, and you're getting what is agreed to in its original in its original contract. They can get whatever they can figure out they can get, and they're gonna figure out some ways to get it right. off of you. Right. Um, and they and you're signing uh, them the rights to do that. And we're giving you this, and at some point, I be thinking like at the at the at the point I am in my career now, I may sign a deal like that. It would get me to the next level. Mm -hmm. I would, you know, um, I create some content, and, and if it's that good, and y'all want to keep selling it, that must be that you know it's gonna f for clout. But uh, but you know I have to because the thing is, is the master P thing. If they come into you with a deal. You, you should be able to negotiate. You should be able to, yeah. again, he... Now, no, 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 see, we're speaking Dave Chappelle, like, I understand what you're saying, but I'm saying you now, me, this is happening for you right now, knowing what happened to Dave hardest, Chappelle. But I, would, you, I think you have more of, wiggle room just because of precedent. I would have call my, my smartest friends, like Susan, my smartest friends. Out to her, like, Susan, read this for me, and then let me know how we're going to re rewrite this shit, and yeah. she would, yeah. and she would, that type of shit would happen. But again, his lawyers that he went to were in cahoots with the people who created the contract. Yeah. That's what he said. You know, at least, you know, they were all at least shaking hands. So yeah. That's definitely um, kind and of also real shit though, but like look, and here go the devil's advocate. Dave Chappelle still made a lot of money off that show. Mm -hmm. So But not but but this shit yeah, made. but y'all talking about forever money off of this man mm -hmm. and that's just really fucked up. Interpret At the very least pay him for the first two seasons. Yeah. He left y'all hanging yeah. on season three fine. Do what you will with season three. Yeah. But them first two that he was actively involved in doing the shit, he no, that's him. You should at least pay him for that. I think he got his money for that, but Feel me? but it's, but it, it just it pales in comparison to what that content made for. No, Black what Man. I'm saying is even if in perpetuity in universe for season three because he did stiff them, he stiffed them, and his for name was three. still on that project because they still owned the name Chappelle Show. Yeah, his face wasn't on he, it, but he that he, was content created under his name. And he that. also spoke on right versus legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you're saying is was right. Ethics, what is ethical? Yes, uh -huh. but what I'm saying, if you stiff them in a contract. It's legal for them to say, fuck you. Mm -hmm. yeah. You heard mm -hmm. me? He didn't stiff him in first season and second season, no. So what I'm saying is, if y'all had to come to some kind of middle ground, 
I understand if they want to hound about the third season because he stiffed them. I don't know if he stiffed them because maybe the, the, the contract was to create content. It wasn't necessarily for you to be the face of all of it. You know but what we mean? just like, know he left. He, he left, left, and, he left and, and there was still a whole season. And, and they had, and had to had do it without him. And his name was on there. But, but he, didn't, he didn't do what he did in the first two seasons no, and the third. But, no, yes, he did. He created content for Viacom that, that they could use in perpetuity throughout the universe. They what did he it. do in the third season? What did he write? Who knows? That's Who my knows? point. Listen, they he, have more he, wiggle he room about it. You think he wrote the whole first and second season? I, but did you, Neil? I didn't say he wrote it by himself. My point remains, he showed up to work. On the first two seasons. Okay. He didn't show up to work on the third season. I want the man to get all his duckies, but if there was a middle ground that happened, I can understand if the big dogs want to take his third. That's what I, all I'm saying is I can understand that even if I don't agree. Y'all yeah. have no, like, I, I, I can wiggle room you on the third season. I can't wiggle room shit on first and second, bitch. Y'all should not be getting that like that on that man in and first and second. What's funny is Dave Chappelle is not the first artist who has uh, spoken out or even tried to get what he feel like he's worth from when he spoke with racists who, who own their content. Prince went through a similar thing, but because Dave Chappelle, after signing this thing way back when he was broke, has worked himself up to a point where now, like, I'm kind of... I have a platform big enough where I can say something publicly, and and even though I signed this contract and y'all y'all what y'all are doing is legal, um, you finna well Netflix I, I made I made them feel like you know what we want to do this to really to maintain our brand so, you know and it's the, so it's, the, like, it's the other part of it so like he spoke about how he told he he said he told people hey don't watch my show he didn't say boycott Netflix mm -hmm. he didn't say boycott HBO Max but even that's a power move because that's not finna stop them. Like Viacom or Netflix for making money if people mm -hmm. don't watch mm -hmm. this show, but that's like him making a public statement that only he can make. He's in a position to, to to say like, listen, I don't fuck with this being on this platform. So y'all boycott, don't even boycott the platform. Mm -hmm. Don't even boycott the platform. Just let it be known that I don't want y'all watching my content. Just my show. Yeah, on this boy. Shit. Nobody else is strong enough to make that kind of declaration to a big corporation like. Other that. people only are, but it's very few. Man. Very, Who else is? Well, I mean, very few. Like, we, we want to make a list. There's certain people that sure, could, sure. but that list is short as hell. <laughs> you yeah, hear me? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, like five people. You hear me? It's well, just a short list. Viacom is doing what they're legally entitled to do based on a contract he signed way back then. Mm -hmm. um, and in 2020, if he if they didn't even offer him a chance to renegotiate that contract, now that there are other avenues that we didn't even know, well, if they ain't offer him a, a chance to renegotiate, then yeah. Ethically, shame on y'all. But that's what they, them, them business people don't care about ethics yeah, all the well, time. Sometimes, no. sometimes making you know a statement like that. You need to, well, I mean, money. people, where people get scared, like, oh shit, we might lose the black voice. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's, uh, let's, yeah. Chappelle's a popular voice because he's crossover. Um, but the, but the, but the point I was making originally was, so people have gotten so wrapped up in Chappelle saying, hey, they, they streaming me on Netflix and HBO Max. Don't watch it on there because mm -hmm. I ain't getting no money. It's like, well, how come y'all want to band behind Chappelle saying it, but when Monique was trying to get her ducats, y'all was saying, fuck Monique. Oh, so isn't, isn't the caveat oh. that she wanted to boycott Netflix and Dave didn't? That's one of the things, yes. Mm -hmm. She wanted to boycott the, uh, the whole platform Why, Netflix and Dave, Dave, didn't, Dave didn't say that. He wanted people not to watch his show on that platform. Also, um, Dave signed a contract once again, whereas Monique was offered... A contract that she that was was beneath her, so she didn't sign it, so she didn't get sucked into something where she's getting paid below. Now she's getting paid nothing. Oh, okay. Here's, you know, here's so, someone 
Go ahead. You're, you're saying dead? the same is thing. Dd. Dd. She yeah, said that shit perfectly. You, 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 you can read. You can, no, no. You can read Dd word for word because she put it together. She put this shit perfectly. She, she put it we together. Been, okay, so she was like, this "Shout out to Ddt um, and Black Girl Giggles." Um, oh, yeah. She whooped it. She said she put first Dave Chappelle. A long time ago, he agreed to a bad deal with the network that essentially and maliciously stole from him not only one of his greatest bodies of work that's pulled in a lot of revenue, but also his ability to continue that work. In the process of that theft, his character was defamed and his mental health was questioned. Over the years, fans have watched this story develop, wondering why exactly one of the best comedy sketch shows on TV ended so abruptly and why we didn't see our favorite comedian for so long. Years were taken from his life because of the aftermath of his departure from that show, and now he sees himself being bought and sold over and over while reaping no benefit in the process. Now that he's returned to the stage after over a decade, we still want to know why and what the fuck happened to him and why. He grew tired of suffering in silence and finally told us that's been going on what's been going on all this time. He asked a network to pull this one show that was stolen from him from their platform because of the, because of the way he has been he, he has been and is still being taken advantage of as the creator. They complied. Netflix. That's what's cool. Netflix heard his grievance. Say fuck it. He took it down. Mm-hmm. Um, another network has not been as magnanimous. HBO Max. So he has asked us, the longtime diehard fans, for this one show not to support that one particular program on that network now that we finally know the details of what went wrong all those years ago. Monique. A production company came to her with an offer that was completely insulting and absolutely rooted in misogyny and racism. She declined the offer and made a counter offer. This network denied her any good faith negotiation and would be typical that would be t- typical for any other act of her stature. See misogyny and racism. They played her. In the end, she had to walk away from the table with no business being done between herself and that entity. Nothing was taken from her. She was offered a bad deal that she had the good sense to decline. She then took to the internet to ask us, the fans who are, who are just now hearing about these unethical business practices for the very first time and really don't have a dog in this race, to boycott an entire network about a single bad business deal that was never executed, hmm. solic- soliciting work that she will ultimately not be doing. If she asks us not to stream a purchase, let's say Precious or the Parkers, then this could be an apples to apples conversation. Mm-hmm. Since that's not what's happening, stop comparing the two situations. I'm like, I'm Period. Stop the cap. Period. D D D D D I know it's Terio Terio. D D Terio. Boom. D D D Yeah. Period. Boom. That's it. That's it. I that's all, that's all the words it. of it. Mm. We're in this culture where we're so quick to take sides and want to fight. I agree. Men versus women. Yeah. Gay versus straight. Black yeah. versus right. So we just want to take these these reins and be ready. Everybody ready. wants the hot take. Like, well, why we ain't support the black woman like we support the black mm-hmm. man? Okay, well, if you mm-hmm. really want to get into the, the nuance and, and ask why... Come he, on. He, yeah. that, that's why those two things are different. And not even about like not supporting black women. Um... We can have that separate conversation, but use better examples if you want to ride the wave. That's all it be coming down to sometimes. It's like y'all be be talking about the right thing in the wrong way. Examples. Because like, sidebar, DC knew I'm talking about. We have a friend on Facebook who just could not understand how black-on-black crime was was not the way to put what his real deal was of wanting community violence and crime to go down. And everybody explaining to him how, bro, like, you saying some crazy shit, but it's like when people be stuck in how they see yeah, how they and then even even try to change what, what, the, what the real point is. Why can't it be like this? Like, listen, yeah, shoot, but here's what you said. Yeah, man. And don't say it like that. And um, last up, uh, Gucci versus Jeezy set the world on fire. 
That was what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really enjoyed the battle. Um, Jeezy is that fucking dude, bro, when it comes down to hits, man. He brought me back to some fucking days, bro. Like, like shit that I hadn't heard in such a long, long time. It had me amped. You know, like I felt like I was I was doing all the dirt I used to be fucking doing, you know. So it was it was really cool to see. Uh his uh outfit was kinda dated, but that was that was funny too. You know, it's par, it's par for the course, you know. Um I don't think his outfit was dated as much as it was just generic. It was like default rapper wear. Yeah, yeah, it was really rapper <laughs> when, wear. When they draw rappers in cartoons and shit, yeah, that's what they dressed him he as. He just looked like a homie, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know I mean? So I was like, all right, you know, it's funny. But, you know, it's cool. You know, it's fine. He's, he's still way richer than D-Mac. But, um, you know, Gucci, uh, man. So they had that little tense, tense moment. That yeah, little, man. man, it was tense a lot. Gucci yeah. came out with a diss song. Oh yeah, yeah. Talk about that. So, like, like he Gucci came, came like, right he came out the gate firing, swinging. shooting, swinging. Now you here's my me? opinion about that though. What's that? My opinion, like you know, there are there are people you know that would argue and can argue that Gucci coming out like that was like harsh, you know, and mm-hmm. over the top, or you know, very, very, very aggressive and low blow ish. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I think, you know, personally, just from my point of view, in Gucci's defense, Jeezy ain't no pushover. Mm-hmm. You have to come out swinging. Like, you can't come out soft against a rapper with hits like Jeezy. Two things on that. On one end, he didn't have to come with a diss. More on another end, if you're going to come, bitch, <laughs> you're going to you be memorable. Way. Because, but, I mean, think about this. This is the battle that everybody's been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Like, this ain't no, like... Like, no regular battle. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is like, this is actually crazy. Mm -hmm. So, you have to do crazy shit. Like, this ain't just some friendly battle. Like, it's not friendly. I feel like it's more, to me, it just felt like it was more therapeutic. If I'm in Gucci position Mm -hmm. and the rumors are, because that's the thing too, I heard Jeezy talking about it after it was on on Breakfast Club and Uh stuff. And he was giving his point of view. And I still respect Jeezy a great deal. Like, he was talking about how he evolved as a person. He was like, bro, I'm not going to let this man take me back to 2005 me. Yeah. I got, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I got businesses. I got I got relationships. I got family. You know what I mean? So, if I, like, people, like, trying to come in my neck saying, wait, why didn't you pop off? He like, my nigga, like, no. The point of this is supposed to be healing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, so some people are trying to be like, oh, Jeezy, you got bitched out. I don't think he got bitched out. I, I think, think he was he real. Like, I feel like he's still up like a man. And he knew what he wanted to stick to. You feel me? It's so easy to let somebody else be able to get you out of pocket. But the fact that he was like, bro, I know this man might try to get me out of pocket and I won't let him. I felt like that was strong character shit. Hold on a second. So I took somebody of yours. Are we going to roll it in this or should we just roll it like a regular one? You do what you feel like doing. Okay. I feel like that was some strong character shit. Yeah. But on the, on the flip, on the flip too, for Gucci, I felt like that was therapy, my nigga. If after all these years, even if, even if the rumors aren't true. If, G- if Gucci believed you sent your nigga at me to kill me and I had to shoot this nigga to save my life and y'all had all this tense beef throughout Atlanta and had all this shit going on mm-hmm. and now y'all got to stand in the same room almost 20 years later, yeah, that man felt like, look, if I'm going to do this, I got to get this off my chest Yes, you. I agree. I totally Straight agree. Up, I, he definitely had to get some shit yeah, off man, his that's chest. That's what that though. felt like. That's I, ain't go- I couldn't judge it because I was like, bro, the audacity, I had to give props on the audacity. And then like you just said, 
there was no way he was gonna win the battle of hits. Nah, right. Jeezy, he's not gonna win that. There was no musically, everyone knew that it was a landslide. Now, okay, I gonna say landslide because if you're a Gucci not, fan, yeah, because Gucci, Gucci got fans. Gucci got fans. Gucci got hits, and Gucci didn't even play all his hits. So yes, you know what I mean. It wasn't a landslide, but it just felt like this wasn't about music as much as two men that had to see each other. Yeah, and yeah. for the culture, they came together, and and for one of them, it was like, well, yeah, we gotta see each other. But guess what, bro? I gotta tell you this shit I gotta to tell your you face. Yeah. I mean, cause I ain't no hoe. Cause imagine yeah. if you make, cause imagine like this the game where like, you know what I mean? Ain't niggas battling in each other's face no more. Mm. Niggas going in the studios, never see each other, yeah. and make these fucking songs about each other, and they put it out there and they and they talk all this shit. Right. You hear me? So a piece of me was like, man, I respect the fuck that you made this diss song, Gucci, and you and looked this man in his face and said, he, it was three diss songs. Son, if throughout he, the night he dropped DC, he did all three. He had to. Like, if he didn't. That he would have lost credit. At least his fan base. Yeah. A lot of people that I mean, wasn't that's, here for that. That's, but I mean, dude, but I mean, you have to back up what you say when hey. it comes to shit like that. Hey, like, you right? can't say it, you know, over in the studio. And then, then when it actually comes, finally do it. You don't do one of them bitches. <laughs> you don't do one of them bitches. <laughs> to if, his face. If you don't do one, they could call you on some whole shit, period. Because those are actually street niggas. So they can be judged by those fucking. Rules, you know what I'm saying? And like, the rumor if, was if this nigga tried to have you killed, and now yeah. you in here kicking after dropping all this diss material. Yeah, that's You're what I'm saying, saying. No disses, so I like, do have to diss him. I'm not mad at Gucci for doing what he had to do. I'm not glad that Jeezy kept his composure. I yeah. was super happy to see at the end they did Suicy together. That, that was, was the awesome. best part, because honestly, because I like that song, bro. I like that song. Like and, I like the track and everything. You and know, they cool. both seem relieved to yeah. be able to just. Cause they can actually like squash that shit. Like that was like a culture beef squashed, you know. Like yeah. that's like a lot of pressure let up off of the rap game, you know. So yeah, I'm here for that. Even if you know they still might be harboring some kind of feelings here and there. That was a step in the right direction. That was a huge step. Cause we spoke earlier about all these rappers dying and shit. It's like it's almost like the culture of um, rappers. Cause like there was a moment like after Biggie and Pac, Pac and shit where. Like, niggas wouldn't really die like that. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you ain't one every now and then. You know yeah. what I'm saying? A, a rapper might die. But I feel like the past few years, though, these young rappers is dying, nigga. Like, every time I look around, I'm like, damn, whoa, like, what, what's going on? You feel me? So I, I mean, feel I like. I got an opinion about that, but I mean, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. You know, but I mean, just the, just the shit that you put out, you know, kind of lends itself to your. Demise at times. At know? times, but I think it was a it was a good look to see two respected old heads in the game be able to put their shit aside. Yeah, because so, the young kids are looking at that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And that was my point. Yeah. They That's fucking my see that. Point. And that needs to be seen by these younger cats because they're fucking crazy. Yes. So they need to see some grown men acting like grown men. Grown men. That like actually went through some shit that they can't question and see them like even these guys can actually put this shit down. So y'all fucking ass can too. And that's what Jeezy was talking about in the post. And that's wow. also what as you as you talking about on one. I can always call Breakfast Club 106 for some reason. That, that, that's what you talk about on Breakfast Club about how like it was like that exactly what you said. Word. And I think I think that resonated with Gucci because even when you watched it live, when Gucci came with his third disc, and this was the harshest because this is the one who's actually talking about Jeezy dead partner. Yeah. <laughs> Go dig him up, nigga. Um, Juicy just like stopped the music and just got real. Like it was like, say, bro, we grown ass men, son. What the fuck? Like we we gonna sit. Like he really came real and like, bro, we should be bigger than this. Yeah. Like it was one of those moments. Like you, like that's the moment you told my we got real tense of like, mm -hmm. damn, like 
Jeezy X just came out. He just said some real shit just now. And Gucci, like, he heard it, it felt like. Because after that, he heard it. it wasn't no more diss songs. It was like hit for hit shit at that point. You yeah. feel me? And I give Gucci also props. He had some good ribs and some good digs. That shit was funny. Mm -hmm. And it was hilarious how apparently... I like, don't have Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, that shit Gucci up with the ribbon. Because I'm saying, bitch, you're 40 years old. Why are you trying to rep your fit to another grown-ass 40-year-old man? Because that's rap. I praise shit. my fit. Nigga, you're 40. We don't care about appraising your outfit and your jewelry. That's why when Jeezy said that line of, I don't have Atlanta, I care about real estate. That just shut him up. He ain't real. He ain't bring yeah, up no he, more. He ain't say nothing after that. I was like, ooh, Gucci. <laughs> you hear me? Okay. But, uh, and then everybody will become a real estate agent trying to look up this man properties. This shit got goofy, bro. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I man. His own name. He only owns two properties, but because I believe he's a wise man, he owns other properties. Under, under name? Yeah, of LLC. course. Come on Companies, now. LLCs. Y'all yeah. people showing how much you don't know, but I'm trying to make this the, the burn. He said he don't have Atlanta. Look at these two properties. Y'all yeah. don't own shit. <laughs> None of y'all niggas don't even own a motherfucker you in now. Y'all renting, man. Y'all trying to talk Shut about this man. Shut the fuck up. Come on now. Shut the fuck be cool. up, man. Just be cool, Shut man. Shut the fuck up. Thank you. Exactly. So, that was the starter section, y'all. Shit. Now let's get into that Bats Nerd Out Moment. Bats Nerd Out Moment. Bats Nerd Out who caught the fresh print special? Not me. Y'all, none of you caught the Fresh Prince special? I saw the TikToks, because I'm a baby. Fuck. TikTok. I only saw the Amziv <laughs> snap or sit yeah. down transform yeah, into I, it. I, yeah, I guess. That's what I, I saw. Trailers and yeah. pieces of it, but no, I have not I seen I saw it. all the TikToks. I just thought I was going to be in the room of black people that saw this, and I'm feeling so disappointed. Sorry. Now. Yeah. Well, it was, it was great. As you That's probably great. already know, everybody was now talking I heard, about it. I did hear Carlton was acting a little, yeah. No. Uh-uh. What happened was this. Um... At a point, because the, the special was just amazing because um, they, like it was great seeing them all back together. It was great hearing them talk about stories about being on set and what it was like to be on set and like just this behind the stage, you know, and all of us entertainers, so we know. And James Avery passed away too. So I'm oh, God, that was a moment too. They, they had a little moment for him. They talked about James Avery. They talked about a bunch of shit. And I was like, for the first 30, 45 minutes, it just was focusing on all of them. And then um, at a point, Will was like, well, now look, y'all. Um, I felt like I couldn't, you know what I mean, celebrate this for 30 years and not not have not celebrate Janet Hubert. That like that's not right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Cause like we were talking about on our, on our Aunt Viv episode where it's funny that she did three and the other and um what's her name? I forgot her name. Daphne um Joe uh, uh, uh Reed. Reed, Daphne Reed, Reed something. Uh, uh, uh Daphne something Reed. Reed is her husband's name, but like yeah. Um, it's just funny that they split it three apiece when it feels like it was like four to two or something because like, who did more? Janet, it feels like Janet had more episodes because that's the ones that seem like they get played the most. And she had such presence yeah. Yeah. as uh, that I, character. You, you shared a clip of uh, uh, Alfonso Ribeiro when he was on stage, probably at some college. I don't know what, what he was talking about. It, it don't seem like he was there for a stand-up comedy set, but he was trying to crack jokes. Yeah, he went, he went in on Janet about well, he, yeah, he was, yeah, he was talking a whole lot. And he... He even said in his thing, like, um, 
Did did he say that when they got the the, the better house at um on set because you know when the house looked like one way and then it and changed then, yeah uh, did he say that the, the change came with the new mom because it didn't I remember Mm-mm. Johnny Hubert being and the well the, I don't remember house, that she was pregnant I don't remember that particular burn I'm, I'm gonna get to that in a second but like well Will like basically was like telling the the original cast that look we can't do this without her and he spoke and he and he showed and he talked about how like they had a one on one sit down about everything and. It's a two-part thing, because on one thing, when you watch the HBO Max, you see a piece of the conversation that he took over Red Table Talk, and that was a great... I ain't seen that one yet, either. <sighs> that was the part. That's the one to watch. You seen that one yet? Mm-hmm. Like, like, watch the I'm, Red I'm Table Talk. Watch the first but, but watch the first Prince one first. But, like, but they talk, and it was just so great to watch watch them talk. Because I said this previously on the episode, like, when I worked with on King Esther, this lady was a freaking sweetheart. You know what I mean? Wasn't none of this crazy shit that people try to attach to her. And... When she was talking to Will, like she was explaining to him how, like, man, like once you label me difficult in this mm-hmm. game as a dark-skinned black woman, I was fucked. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how, like, a lot of things were going on that, that people didn't know. And like, like Will was this young, twenty-one-year-old, and like, and he was feeling like he was intimidated because he's wanting her to like him. And at times, like, it was just a lot of miscommunication that didn't have to happen. And she was saying, man, like people like to say she was fired, but she's really offered a bad deal. That she was like, my nigga, why are you gonna play me like this? Like, it was buku shit happening. Y'all gotta watch it. I don't want to spoil everything, but like. I the, up on some of the backstory when I when I watched it, like a lot of like um stuff she said and what what really happened. Apparently, she was in a bad marriage at the time. So yep, abusive. Coming, coming to, to the set with a bad a bad attitude, which is unprofessional. But but the way people Alfonso Ribeiro and people talk about it being a family type environment, you know. Um, she said she stopped talking to people because she didn't know who to trust because mm-hmm. behind like everybody back there was telling all kind of like. Shit, and it was like, don't be like this. Da, 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 da. Like, it, so it was like, again, it seemed like y'all should have been had a conversation mm-hmm. before this late. But again, Will was like twenty one. Mm-hmm. Like, I you know what I mean, yeah, something yeah, I was immature and all some fuck shit. Yeah, like, he yeah, even yeah. took that look. He was like, I didn't even get it. It's like it took me to grow up, have my own kids, da, 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 and I now I see like, bro, like I'm sorry. You know, like, it was just it was I a mean, conversation that needed to happen. That, that young bro, like you don't give a fuck about nothing. And, and now you, you rich and you rich and powerful. Right? And you're it's a rapper, your show. You're a rapper, bro. Yeah, you come from rap culture. She's a trained actress, and you got off of the show because you hip. You hip, you colorful, like you colorful, and, and we when and hip hop is, is taking over. Let's you have have a hip hop artist starring a TV show with this trained actress, and yeah, and she had a resume. She was like an original Cats, my nigga. Like yeah. what the fuck? She was a trained in her career after that. And it's the nineties. It's like no one's having the conversations that we're having now. Exactly. No, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not nowhere near on the fucking radar. So you know, blackball bitch. You know, mm-hmm. not to excuse it, but goddamn, you gotta understand. Like mm-hmm. you know. No, career ruined, dog. So it, it was a, it was an amazing episode. It was amazing special, not just the Janet Huber stuff, but it was amazing special. Something like I highly recommend everybody to go watch it, especially did, did since it do, uh, was Lil Nicky on uh, with the reunion. People forgot about Nicky. Uh, just watch it. But um, he wasn't on the reunion. Is what I heard. There was no Nicky. Oh, just watch it. Um, yeah, dog. Go catch the go catch the episode. Uh, um, <laughs> now you gonna give all these damn details. Huh? I get yeah, go watch it. Go watch it, man. Cause I look, look. Cause I, I said a lot. And I also haven't said a lot. <laughs> That's what I do. You gotta catch what I didn't say. Cause it's, it's we all grew up on the Fresh Prince. Like seriously. Like I. And Great it's times, and it's so like they see David said themselves. It's like black excellence type shit. So yeah. if any show from that era want to talk about. Reunion and talk of because imagine Martin had a reunion oh my special. God. My nigga, I would love it. You heard me? There's yeah, so many. They lost one of the cast members too. Yeah, 
Oh, they did Rest with Cole. Thomas yeah. Michael Ford. Oh, Tommy, not Cole. Oh, Tommy. Uh, Tommy, uh, yeah. What was his name? Thomas Michael Tommy, Tommy Ford. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Tom, uh, let's check this Tom and Jerry. <laughs> That's a bad segue. Yeah. yeah, that was awful. Awful. no, not the Uncle Tom. That would have been the way worse segue. <laughs> <Yeah. if I laughs> <told. laughs> not Uncle Tom's, no, guys. That Tom and guys Jerry trailer. Oh, wait a minute. Mm, this is so uh-huh. After a lifetime of being the world's most famous enemies, you can't count on me like one, two, Jerry are about to start over. Cause that's what friends are supposed to do. Oh, yeah. In the big city. This hotel has been host to four presidents, three popes, two kings, and we're about to host the wedding of the century. Do you think you're qualified to take on this position? I shine under pressure, like a diamond. Or Rihanna. <laughs> One other thing. We have a mouse problem. With the what now? I'll catch it, sir. Everybody gonna shine. I was born like this, don't even gotta try. Oh, wow, this is so detailed. We could hire an exterminator. Or we can leverage millions of years of predatory evolution. Picture of this mouse is tweeted out to Instabook Face or Tiki Talk. We will be ruined. No, sir, that's not gonna happen. That rodent is toast. I will not let this hotel be ruined by a cat and a mouse. I think I might have just pulled this off. Really? We blowing up the whole thing. Everybody in the bouncy house for a bouncy, bouncy. Cutter as fuck. I want them to stop putting the classic cartoon characters from my childhood in these fucking real world environments. Stop fucking doing it. Give me my 2D. Like, give me Tom and Jerry, bitch. Like, they've been doing this forever and ever and ever. They keep doing this shit. They keep taking motherfucking Looney Tunes. I mean, it worked with Space Jam. Mm-hmm. You know? That's about it. In 95. That was a long time ago. I actually like it. It looks fun. There we um, go. Um, it, it looks like if the people who grew up on Tom and Jerry uh, not have children, they would take to that movie. And you could at least, that trailer was just a trailer. I feel like if we who grew up on Tom and Jerry would watch that full movie, we would see some things that may just make us grin and amuse us. What is that, rated Maybe PG? So. Rated PG? Probably. So probably some things that make us grin and amuse us and they would really entertain those of us who have kids, our kids. You know what I mean? I mean, and also, if you think about it, that gives me very, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I'm sure you remember that movie. Yeah, which was, right. Love that movie. Know, and even, even back Same. then, back then you had Paul Abdul doing the, uh, her with the uh, animated character dancing together. So, like, 
that's an upgraded version of some things that we saw in our childhood with some characters from our childhood and that looked like something like our kids would enjoy right now. Um, it looked fun. I absolutely agree that it's for kids. I did not like this. And I wanted to like this. I'm watching it. And I really wanted to like it. And I think first, I love Roger Rabbit. Yeah. I love Space Jam. But I think for me in 2020, that's why I say while well, I'm watching I'm like, this ain't marketed to me. But yeah. everything I was thinking was, but I think I the group that this is for is going to love this the shit. Thing is, it, you know they, what I'm saying? They came up with a whole new cat and mouse duo if they wanted to market to people who didn't know Tom and Jerry. It I is mean, marketed to you. I mean, but I'm saying, well, it's not marketed, well, it's not marketed well to me. I feel like, I, I don't have kids. I feel like um, parents and I feel like children may, will take to this. Because one thing that's always classic is we wasn't born when Tom and Jerry first came out. Yeah, but I, old, you know what I mean? But I remember growing up, I used to love that. And, and that's the thing that if I watched, like you said, the action movie, they got to have great chases. Because that's the thing that I just love about their dynamic. I could just put Tom and Jerry on right now and I'm entertained by the 2D, their setup of chases and, and all world, that, and their world. The their I love that. Something about when I, when, they, when I first saw them mixed with the human element as 2D, it just made my eyes hurt or something. I don't know. It was like if it was all 3D or if it was all 2D or if they, I don't know if they tried to go maybe more realistic, I might have took to it. But something about it, I just know I won't watch it even though I feel like everything you just said was correct. Yeah, it's just I, I too maybe kiddie. Wish, maybe wish I had kids because... Like, you maybe wish I had yeah, kids. Yeah, because I kind of want to see it and I also want to see how <coughs> my kid would react to like the, what, used, what used to amuse me and entertain yeah. me. Uh, and even from the, the trailers... But I'll show them the old cartoon before I might <laughs> well, show them this. Kids today have already seen cartoons and then cartoons and humans interacting together. They have had, that's, that's not a, like a... That's standard. Yeah, and it might, just, so. it might also be the... Um, and I usually don't get, give a fuck about this, but it might also be... The nostalgia? No, not the nostalgia. The, uh, how it looks, how it actually looks. I might not like mm -hmm. how they look. Yeah. And the animated way of it. Maybe it was a different animated style I might take to it better. That trailer told me that, okay, this trailer is okay, but there are probably some, like you said, chase scenes or things that, like, I'm gonna, if I watch it, I'm gonna enjoy it. Like, you know, something. I don't care stuff. about the people. Like, they all, well, I'm yeah, throwing I mean, a party. Well, so I, we, you, there, there's never been a, a Tom and Jerry movie. So if you don't have a movie, and now there's like a, a storyline I'm making relate to. There's this girl who works at a hotel, and there's this cat and mouse that just moved from, uh, they moved to the big city, and both of them end up, any suppositions were not together again, and now there's some you know some. So I'm people. not with it, D. I, I, like, I, I live in a world where as a writer you can make you can write almost anything. So I, like again, I, I don't disagree with you, but I just I'm just not I'm just uh -uh, it's not this one. Like this is not what I want for my time and Jerry. <laughs> I feel like an old curmudgeon, yeah, but this yeah, ain't yeah. what I want for my I like time how and it Jerry. Says the, the, the release is next year. She laughed at that. And did it also tell like you where it will be released? Is it in theaters? Is they it to a streaming platform? They don't know. They have no idea. They had no idea, and I like seeing my little, my little Asian comedian. Um, he's so funny. Uh, I'm so glad to see him. Ken, Kim, yeah, doctor. Doctor. Yeah. Doctor Ken. Is he not? Is he the one that's from here? Yeah. He's, okay. Yeah. Well, he, he did his. Uh, he worked down here. He oh, he's not from I here. I think he was born here. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna clam him. We clam him yeah, all. Ellen from here though. Damn it! I would Ellen like to Ellen see a, a new Who Framed Roger Rabbit, like something current. Like what, a, with the with the, like the Pixar style um, animation or with like the way it was when we started? Like as long as it's something rude and like Roger, yeah. Roger Rabbit-esque, you know what I'm saying? That movie was perfect because it was, it was kids and adults. Yeah. It was his own world. 
it needs like a certain element of rudeness, and it's like maybe kids shouldn't be seeing all of this. Yeah, too, too, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Jessica yeah. Rabbit was inappropriate for like, right. like a children's movie, quite honestly. Yeah, I mean, LeBron Space Jam is coming next year too. So I'm just yeah, saying, I'm, you're gonna I'm, get I'm more human on animated content. I estimate that to be super wholesome. Mm-hmm. Most likely. Yeah. yeah. Most likely. I, that, I'm not wholesome. That, that's like, I got this hookup part too. Last up in Bash Nerd Out moment, I ain't talk about comics in a while, and I just wanna shout out this one comic I read recently because I feel like it kind of transcended, man. It's called, um, right now, DC Comics, they have this thing called the Black Label where, they're, where they um, tell like mature. Uh, stories or whatever okay. and one of those stories is called the other history of the DC universe John Ridley uh, the man who, the screenwriter of 12, 12 years a slave has taken on this project where he's taking these like obscure black characters in the DC universe and telling the origins of their stories of watching things that went down in their stories and in the DC universe from like how a black person would feel and the first one was with black lightning and like he, he, he chronicled Black Lightning's career from like 19, the late 70s to like the early 90s. And you went through like how being a superhero affected his marriage. You went through how like how he saw the superheroes before he, his powers manifested. He, he, the way he saw Green Lantern, who like in comics, he's the first black superhero in DC Comics. And he saw him like how a lot of people see Obama funny enough. He, they didn't, he didn't say that. He was like, I felt like he was just on some token stuff. He could have did more. Like the, the, the verbiage of what he says about Green Lantern, the black Green Lantern, is like... Is like so in tune to how like a lot of black people be feeling when that person gets on and has and then but he say when I got cool with him I realized man he had to represent so much being the first black suit like it was like the comic was deep as fuck G it's called the other history of DC universe I can get you like a little like a little link that just peep it on yeah but it it, it like it's was, it was one of those things of like man like I wish like black people like this this was some worthy reading here like I can't I'm, help but feel like there's like a little bit of my hero esque in that kind of setup. What you, you mean, know? my hero? Like my hero, academia. I mean, like what you mean? Just like you know, just like how it's just <laughs> not just about superheroes saving the day, but just how it affects them personally, and like how it affects like politics and society and like race. And, it's you know? more about, but from black. <laughs> like yeah. that—that's the thing I really like. Cause the thing is, you know, I've been reading comic books my whole life, and sometimes it's black writers that get on board and get to do shit with black characters. But it's a lot of white people writing white people. You feel me? And it'd be white people writing black people. But like this motherfucker, like this is one of those ones where it was just unapologetically not. It didn't feel like in your face. I'm speaking slang. No, it just—it yeah. it really felt like like normal. It felt, uh, it had a gravitas to it. Like I felt mm. like even though this is a comic, even the artwork of it, I'm like, whoa, this is. Deep out of the words gone. It was just something like I said. I, like I said, I haven't got a chance to talk about comics on you in a while. But if I'm going to recommend a comic book, I have to rep like I like this transcends. So it's look it up. Recommend someone cool. who's not familiar with the character and the backstory and why it's important. It's like yeah, because the thing is, he ta- it, it talks because like like me familiar with the character. It, it's cool. I like the way that he makes certain changes because one thing that happened in comics is new writers might add different things to the history and if a character's been around for decades, they have all kind of mixtures of things that they did depending upon what writer took them up for those so many issues. So what he did, so encapsulating this character, he told Black Lightning's story from the beginning and found clever ways as if you're a new reader, you're just learning about Black Lightning and you're like from origin story. So that's why if you use a new reader, you just watch it. Okay, I'm reading how Black Lightning became Black Lightning. Cool. But if you're a nigga that already knew about Black Lightning, you see now, damn, he weaved all kind of shit. Like, remember when we used to look at the comics? Remember your comic had him in, like, Brick City? Yeah. But my comic had him in, like, Suicide Slum? 
They, they, uh, I, I went and he had to move to Brick City. Like they, they interweaved everything from his history that at times didn't connect. And so yes, it works for a new reader and it's a cool thing for an old reader. So I was like impressed. And he's doing it with like mainly black characters for like I think a six issue run. So this was just the first issue that came out. And I was like, wow. Okay, guy, I'm curious to see what other black characters you decide. It's to called the other history of the other history of the DC universe. The DC universe. You hear me? Because it's a play on there. Was this um like comic years ago called the history of the DC universe, where for, again from the white character's perspective, how it was to see these superheroes arise, and it was a cool comic to see it in real life with these heroes would have cool, but black people will always have an alternative perspective mm -hmm. of anything happening in this country, yeah. and. This is the writer of 12 Years a Slave. It's a black man. You heard me? He's like, because I like, shouts out to Ta-Nehisi Coates. He took over Black Panther for a bunch of issues. And he took Black Panther comics to another level. Because again, when these scholarly black people come into another medium, they still have all the, you know what I mean, the gumption and all the, all the attitude and all their opinions. But now they're putting it through these characters, these black characters. And now it really feels like black characters. So like, yeah, y'all. Yeah. Go, so check that out. That's, that's my recommendation to that level. Okay. And that was Bats, Nerd Out Moment. So we back it out here, y'all. But I just want to hit my people with some hot headlines and stories for this. No, huh? Bitch, I know you lying. Bitch, I know you fucking lying. <laughs> Bitch, I know you fucking lying. I know you fucking lying. Bitch, I know you fucking lying. I know you fucking lying. I know you fucking lying. So here goes some shit for no, huh? So first... First story up, did y'all hear about the white MLK? Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah, old though. That's old. That that's not, yeah, really? it's, yeah, that's one of the things that just keep coming it back. It came back oh, up again. Yeah. And it's on stage. They 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 cast Martin Luther King's a white guy. What's your feel about that? That's some bullshit. It's retarded. That's the fucking. I mean, note. what? Uh, why? Like, what? Exactly. What statement were you trying to make with that? With the, I know they do colorblind casting. That ain't but it. But with that, like being mm -hmm. black is such a huge part of that character. Right. So then, what were you trying to say? <laughs> what were you trying to say that this story is a universal story? No. That, you know, I mean, no, it, no, no, it's not. But like, what? No, I know. Like, I'm agreeing with you. Like, what, what were you trying to say? Is it like, what was your, what was your, your reason? Right. What was your goal? There is. It was maybe it was years ago, and then that new. Yeah. What? No, I'm just I'm just standing by the fact because because certain people try to still defend it, and I just stand by it. You can't defend it just to, just at the foundation. The story is a black man during the civil rights mo mo movement, one of the like this is one of the most racist times in history. You cannot get the face of racism in any way, ancestors, any of that shit, any connect. You can't get a white face to play. A character whose problem is I'm fighting racism at the foundation before you even get to anything else that can't play. Wait, wait, I, I didn't forget. Never forget if it was like a theater company produced it, or if this was just a man doing a scene in a class. Or... A theater company produced it. Like the writer wasn't with it though. And, and the writer and, and didn't fuck is, with it. The but the director just was like, fuck it, I'm doing it. Didn't Dominique McClellan play MLK in uh, a stage play? Mm -hmm. Wait, is, it, yeah. is it that same stage play? I don't know. Okay. I don't think so. There's a few Martin Luther King stage plays. But no, this, I don't think so. I don't think it's that one. Okay. Every trip. But either way it goes, no, like, see, I get I tire of white people and certain black people not understanding the power dynamics of... When you turn a white character black, it's not the same as you turning a white character, a black character right, white. Right. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just not the same. And I feel like it should be a, an easy thing to know that, my nigga, like there's a point in time where they didn't allow characters of color. There's characters that would probably be other 
like other other races right now, if they were created right now, but because they wouldn't allow it or they're still black, there's so many reasons as to why <laughs> People Even when they wouldn't allow black actors on stage, so therefore it was white actors in blackface. Come on. So now, now you got a, a a white man taking a role that a black actor should rightfully play. But for why? Like, what was the what was the point you were trying to make with I'm that? I'm glad that's blackface in some other way. That in some kind of way, that's in form that's of blackface. blackface. I don't know what to call that, but that is some form of blackface, yeah, my nigga. I think it is too. I think it is. Yeah, that yeah, counts. Yeah, yeah, because like like um, it's just as long as black playing Othello, yeah. you know, like. And, because I can understand that this is then when black people weren't allowed on the fucking stage. Yeah, you, he should, might as well just paint his skin. <laughs> and and then, put an on the whole night. And man. the ignorant like, part is he's playing it as a white man too. But one of my one of my he like regular, oh, regular Ryan, yeah, you don't even look like a passing white man. Like, what's your boy that uh, played uh, like saxophone and shit? There's one white man we thought was black forever. You got his song, you got Curly. I can't think of it right now. But um, my one but one thing I will say on the other end. If I take away my offense, it has to be pure comedy to see this nigga try no, to be I'm all say, the if, if I take away my offense, it better be good. You better play the fuck out of this role, nigga. <laughs> nigga, <laughs> nigga, nigga, nigga. 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 If he do the voice, if I put my offense aside, I would probably die that laughing. That's so cringy. Oh my even, god! Even if I'm wild man, <laughs> <laughs> even if you're good, like I would be so uncomfortable watching that. It's like, oh my yeah. god! I still like, want to see it. That'd be the one time I would throw tomatoes. <laughs> like I'm gonna throw tomatoes, guys. Tomatoes, celery. Let's bring it back. Pie. Oh, we throwing shit. I've never done it. But you know I would do it there. The peanut gallery, the peanut gallery was like the way to throw peanut shells. Oh, we're yeah. doing it all. We're yeah. doing we peanuts. I want it all. Bruh, brand new socks and drawers. Uh, Amazon has to apologize because a bunch of PS5s that went out weren't PS5s. It was just like random so shit. Right? Random like, shit. What was it? Turkey meters. <laughs> Boxes of cat food. Well, <laughs> I know niggas was hot. Random meats. Um, paper. <laughs> Random meats. Random meats. Oh my god. If I got cat food, if I got cat I'll be raising pure details. Oh my god. I am raising all hell. Oh my god. The Macy's Parade people announces called the Zetas a diverse dance group on air. It's Macy's. They don't fucking know. On air, the person on air uh, called it properly. The person on Twitter called it. Oh, that's what they do. Okay. And then and then promptly fixed it. So that not before true. not before Black Twitter took on there. I was ready. No, the I was so was ready. Bad. They promptly jumped on whoever was running their, their Twitter didn't get the memo. Okay. And but honestly, this is the Zeta's centennial year, um, and. Uh, there was a reason why they were there. It, sh- it should have been communicated to everybody involved. 
Um, so yeah, not to shit on Macy's, but you can do better with whoever's running your social. Yeah. Do better with communication throughout all departments, yeah. all departments, especially with black people especially in twenty twenty. Right. We ain't letting nothing slide no yeah, more, bro. Right. Oh, yeah. We gonna we 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 asking for forgiveness later, bitch. You get out of line. What's the fuck is that? What? <laughs> and we don't even like to say this half the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you try to rile the Zaytas for you, y'all can't talk about them. I did not say that. I love the Zaytas. I didn't say that. That wasn't me. Hey, shout out to the Zaytas, but uh, yeah. They are very diverse group if you think about it. Trump loses $30 million over a recount that he just not taking his lick on. Man, that ain't nothing for him. He paid $30 million out of his own pocket for the recount? Allegedly. Allegedly. And last up on that note, huh, dog, Biden um, was trying to get the student loan situation thrown to Congress. He went from talking about 30 k to like 10 k now. Mm. And, you know, politics. Um, do yeah, something. Yeah. Politics. Do That's all I got to say about all that. Just do something. And that was that. Oh, oh, and last up. Fuck yeah! So, uh, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> mm, I see it. I watched it on the morning. On Facebook. You watched it on IG? Uh-huh. Somebody was at a bar just streaming it. Yeah, fuck the whole thing. <laughs> you hear me? So, wait, shouts out to uh, thank you, Nate Robinson, for uh, for your, the memes, man. You get knocked oh, out by that YouTube white boy, like it's 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 a it's a shot for black culture, cause damn dog. Did you see the picture of the white boy wearing a Nate Robinson jersey? Yes, he's wearing a Nate Robinson jersey. Taking, taking the knee in, in the Nate Robinson jersey. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yes. But I mean honestly. Stay in your lane, bro. Basketball is your lane. That man been training. That's the other side of it too. People keep oh. it's a it's a most salacious story that he used to be an actor on Disney. And um and like they were talking shit online and this fight Which got set up. Yeah. See. Yeah. Huh? Which one the white boy. The, the, he, he used to be on Disney. He but he was a YouTube star. He's also a YouTube star. Oh, the YouTube shit got him on Disney. He was on Disney for a minute and that even elevated his YouTube fame. It was like a boom, boom, okay. boom. But what they don't often say is like the big story is YouTuber knocks out professional athlete. He's been training in boxing for the past year and a half. So Nate didn't train at all. This white at all. Oh no. Are you serious? You wait. He's not trained at all. Because I think he just thought he was going to beat up a white boy. No, no it don't work like I, that. I play basketball and I can beat up a white boy. Uh, I think he just thought he's gonna. I don't. I just think he thought he's gonna beat up a white boy. That's the story. They say he ain't really trained. Bad move. You hear me? While this boy's been training for over a year now, son. I'm gonna wear your ass out. Well, yeah, I was. I was gonna be like, listen, man, fights happen. Niggas get knocked. I ain't never been knocked out. I've seen niggas get knocked out. It happens. But you tell me, he stepped into the ring. Was he trained? Yeah, Should have played basketball with. Do what you do. Then you wouldn't be me. And shut up Mayweather talking about, hey y'all, y'all we just wanna take down the black man. We cutting all these jokes. Man, shut up. You can't even read these fucking memes. He says for my she said I'm I'm doing this for my children. And all this other shit, but that's the part that stand out. Well, your friends suck. They just let you go that bitch neck ahead. And no lube. And Mike Tyson, Roy Jones, which was the battle of our, old, our uncles. Uh, that was uneventful for me. Well, it was a lot of. 
Tyson hitting some hard ass body shots and Roy Jones hugging him. He didn't want fucking, he didn't want to take the blitz. And there was a few times, because Roy hit Tyson in the face a few times and Tyson ate that shit. Tyson had openness to hit him, you could see Tyson didn't. Like, it was a few times I'm like, whoa. Tyson could have punched him in the face. I ain't a boxer, so I'm thinking like maybe for, for some reason why he didn't just go. Because he it. kept hitting like, most of his shots was bodies. Body. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, but it wore his ass out though. I think they was, he was trying to go the distance. He was trying to actually play a game instead of just like let me just knock you out. Bro, I was about like, to die by that last round, bro. Yeah, he was and hard. In, the, in the fucking interview afterwards, uh, Mike Tyson said like, why nobody asking about me? Why nobody care about my ass? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you're the you're the predator, Mike. He got hit in the face a few times. He did get hit. He and ain't he, never hit Roy. I don't remember hitting Roy in the face. You know, of age, and you know, it's like, I care. I work behind Mike Tyson feeling that shit. He said he was that. high as fuck before that uh, fight. Yeah, he said he smoked before that fight. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he said I got high before the fight. He said, just who I am. I just, that's what I do. That's <laughs> <laughs> who I am. Of course, you gotta smoke before the fight. And he I said psychedelics is what made him get back in the boxing. He took some psychedelics, and he was like, man, he said, man, get back in shape, man. Because he said he was feeling real depressed uh, for a minute before he got his podcast and all these other things going on. He's feeling depressed. He got in his own head. And he said he took some psychedelics, and it just re-motivated him or some shit. I mean, I'm all about getting in shape, so. Shout out to the mushroom, you, man. Yeah, yeah man. So that was episode for the day, y'all. Yep. Ooh. We just did a sports. Shout out to Joe. We did a sports moment without you, Joe. Yep. We just talk sports. We can handle it. <laughs> we don't know no fucking sports. So hit us up. That was good. Sports. Good job. Good job, us. So <laughs> yeah, we get out here, man. Hit us up at flywithbats at gmail.com. As always say, I want you to be part of the comment. Oh shit. I'm fucking up. I'm sorry. Hold up. My bad. We, we, we got an email. I'm, I'm talking all that shit. Let me read your email. If, if it's still here. Well, I don't know where it's at. I'm about to read it. Now. Oh, no, 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 no. Here it is. So, uh, shouts out to Nigel Raymond. She says, anime. Hi, guys. It's been so long since I've written in, but I'm always listening and watching. I love walking in on an anime conversation. I got to chime in. Chime in on. Listen, the way my anime watching is set up, I'm a serial binge watcher. I started with Death Note years ago and the rabbit hole was discovered. I watched One Piece until I got caught up, which only took me about eight months because I was also watching other stuff. One Piece like some thousands of episodes, girl. God damn. I liked it so much I started again from the beginning about a month ago and I'm already on season five again. What, what do you do? The character development is amazing and the fights are pretty fucking great. But I have to start a list of my faves here at Go. Death Note, good job. Naruto Shippuden. Shippu how do you say it? Shippuden. Shippuden. Okay, Shippuden. Okay, I hear that's great. Full Metal Alchemist, both nice. versions. Good job. Bleach, good nice. job. One Piece, yeah, okay. okay. Uh, My Hero Academia, good nice. job. Cowboy Bebop, good nice. job. Fairy Tale, mm. never watched that one. One Punch Man, great job. Nice. I mean, Nigel, we watched the same shit, girl. Yep. Good shit. The list goes on forever, but those are the ones I can watch again and again. This list is not in order by any means, but these are pretty good starting points for peeps looking to get into anime. That's my two cents. Y'all stay cool and safe. Keep creating Nigel. Good, yeah, that's a good list. If you just start noticing some good things because they're very accessible. Like yeah, some anime you'll put like, on and you like, what? what the hell? Yeah. What the hell is going on between these sheets up in my home? That's how you feel. But that was a great list. I feel like anyone could watch any of those and just jump in. Yeah. And I often say, if it, well, not One Piece, that's too long. I often say, like, a short anime like that you can finish that's like maybe 50 episodes, maybe 100 episodes. I can finish it. I love that shit. If you got like 10,000 episodes, I just get Ooh. discouraged. 
But um, yeah, yo, that was the show, man. Hit us up at flowerbestgmail.com so we can, you know, talk about you, read your email on the app. Hit us up at reviewingdaddygmail.com. You refer it, we review it. That's how we do it for all your movie and TV reviews. We coming back at you. You hear me? What else I got to plug? Follow the FWB network on Instagram and the Flower Bass, um podcast Facebook page to see the video version of this show. If you're if you're audio listener, trust me, the video version is very different. You get a whole other experience. You hear me? This is that actor guy, Martin Bass Bradford. You can find me at Mr. Bats. Spell it this out. You're going to find another cat before episode 111. I'm Audi. It is me, D-Mac. You can follow me on Instagram at FrenchBreadKid and make sure to check out my brand at YouDigBrand and at YouDigBrand.com. Peace. You dig. And it is J Steele. I almost forgot my name. It's J Steele. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at I am J Steele underscore. Also at Fat Girl Nola. And search all of, well, not all of Search that shit on other profiles too. You'll find it. Other social medias. Yeah. And I'm DC Paul. You can find me at whoisdcpaul.com or whoisdcpaul on any social media network. And if you happen to be on Clubhouse, follow me on Clubhouse. I'll follow you back. I'm fucking with Clubhouse. Nigga, <laughs> plug it at Clubhouse, bitch. Keep it uniform, damn it. I mean, you gotta be invited to Clubhouse. I've been invited to best. And listen, Clubhouse, like I told you, if I invite you and you fuck up, that affects my status on Clubhouse. So you got, you got to be, don't be you got to conduct yourself correctly on Clubhouse. Yup. I got you. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I, I like being in clubs. I, I ain't got clubs. <laughs> he said, don't give me kicked out. I always conduct myself. Don't be twerking around people's breakfast. Five or ten to six. Just know that living life is the truth with the fist. So when it's time to clock out, it's time to rock out. Throw a party in your neighborhood and bring the block out. Let's take alcohol shots until we pass out. But when the cops come, we got to smash out. But listen on a serious note, don't let your workforce determine your happiness. After the first, you probably still be in debt, so live your life with no regrets. You heard me, money doesn't equal success. Nope, success doesn't last if you're stressed. Nope, and you're too blessed to be stressed. So please have a vibe, God bless. For my blue palace, chasing green dollars. Don't worry about tomorrow, we gon' party tonight. So get on down on the dead flow. Girl, you're shiny by the head.